Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Greetings, family. This is Raisa darling Nair, your host of Sis Empowerment Radio. I'm here with my co-host, Sky. Good evening, Sky. Good evening, Darlene. How are you this evening? I am doing well. Are you ready awesome. to jump into self? Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. Our show tonight is entitled Jump Into Self in Alignment with our affirmation for October, which is I invoke the awesomeness of me. As seekers of truth who have learned a lot and are unlearning even more, today we invite you to go deeper still into self where no one else can boldly go to facilitate full acceptance of your mission by activating your uniqueness. While our active desire as we journey through life is for duality, our inner desire is for unity. And learning how to deal with both worlds yields wholeness and happiness. It also takes clarity and integrity. And even while all the power tools that we have in our tool belt are being used, it sometimes seems that we are missing a small key. And our guest, Seven Bomar, is a key maker who has a unique way of connecting those dots for us. And we are honored to have a true human activist with us today. Because when he is dropping knowledge, you can truly feel your mind expanding and the higher self activating. Those of you who have experienced this are eager to hear more from the depth of knowing that he shares. And for others, I'll give you some background. Seven Bomar is wholly committed to the universal transformation of humanity and spiritual activation for all organic beings. Seven has spent the last seven years sharing esoteric knowledge that he has amassed over lifetimes in a very unorthodox way. He is an inventor, author, and inspirational speaker who enjoys giving the knowledge and application necessary to instruct others on how to manifest vast projections. Seven is the creator of Secret Energy, a social media network with thousands of members pioneering open source spirituality, which uses the collective intelligence of members to solve life's most complex metaphysical riddles. He is also the author of The Code to the Matrix, inventor of the Phi Aqua Water Program device, and developer of Spirit Tech a company that employs conscious people. Seven, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's an amazing time to be on, Darlene and Sky. I'm uh, absolutely elated to share with the sisters today, and I'm sure there's probably some brothers, always a brother behind a sister. So it's just, always you know, brothers. 
right. And I'll just say this, you know, we're a sisterhood because, uh, and, and we focus on sisters because when the woman is engaged, they're going to make sure the whole family is engaged. And so we definitely are speaking to the brothers as well. Our focus is just on the sisterhood. I definitely would agree that, uh, you know, there's, there's so much that goes on in, in our environments that are taken care of and, and, um, and, structured and maintained and sustained by the female force, you know, we know that if we, if we work there, then we're truly working at the most effective position because obviously that, that gets to us as adults and it does get to our children. Right. So it's a, it's a right. major thing to start where, where the foundation is. In fact, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I, I get these times where I just like to play around with my mind since it's so vast and I actually was thinking about something where people were fine silly but had a lot of uh, deeper um, inclinations into it and that was um, Gargamel creating Smurfette and how you know just the act of if somebody is or something is created you have to start with creating a female first because if if you want to bring it into the physical reality you're going to need to bring it through the womb so, you know, I, I'm not going to with what exactly I had uncovered about the Smurfs and Gargamel and Smurfette <laughs> and the deep occult meaning behind it, but it's just something to look at about, you know, the creations first beginning here as the matriarch. Yeah, the cartoons are awesome. <laughs> they tell us so much. So, Devin, your journey is awe-inspiring, and I've heard you use the phrase professional reincarnator when referring to yourself. Where did you jump into the timeline this time, and can you tell us more about your life's mission and the work you are doing activating humanity? Sure. When I, when I use that term, you know, just to be very direct about the ability to not only just merge your timeline, but also to begin to manipulate this thing that we're calling time. And you know, without getting into, you know, very complex things about time and space and how they're related, I would just say that we all come into this life with a certain level of awareness that it increases, it can often peak and then begin to decrease, or it can continue to mature. You could see that with, with children, how they, you literally see them begin to bring in more and more of their character as they become older. And for me, when I was younger, I automatically started asking myself the, the deepest questions when as far back as I can remember, so maybe four or five years old, which is uh, questions like what happens when you die. And, you know, this is for those who are aware of this kind of phenomenon, they mark these kind of events as being those of when you're coming off of another incarnation, if you may, another experience, but you're aware of how to distill a complete experience. So let's say you just came off of 60, 70 years and you had to ask yourself, so what, (laughs) when we go into this next one, do we really need to put at the forefront as our focus? So that way, eventually getting the answer to that will allow all of the other things to come into, into place, predominantly fulfillment because uh, success is always apparent. You know, it's a success to even get on one of these calls and, (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of successes happening. <laughs> of course, is when you're able to, you know, sit in with yourself, 50, 60, who knows? I mean, maybe 10-year-old may be in the level of fulfillment. But being able to uh, be 
where if you left here, if you departed, then there would be no regret. regret. So you wouldn't be looking at coming back here and, and, you know, wishing you had to change something and that something else had been another way. Fulfillment is when all of that is, is gone and you realize you, you got the T-shirt that you really put your foot into it as far as your experience. And then now you're ready for that next level, which is always available. Yes. So when you're addressing people who have been on the spiritual journey for some time and been to workshops, done inner work, fast, meditate, meditate, and probably could do more of all of that with more clarity and focus, what are some of the keys that unlock and even unblock us from spiraling up versus continuing um, to recycle in the matrix? Well, predominantly non-judgment, you know, just being really aware of your inner reflections at every single moment, like how you're actually processing the reality. Because, you know, what happens is, is that because we, we comprehend many things in the language, we comprehend things in English, we talk to ourselves in English, and English is definitely a program. It functions like a program. So just that entire operation of genuine reflection with your internal God is basically, it could get very robotic. It could get very uh, repetitive and spell-like, meaning that's when a person just kind of develops what they believe is themselves, their character, if you may, and then starts to identify with that character so much that they don't actually know how to see anything beyond that. (laughs) And this is something that we can all attest to being a, a serious situation that's happening to everyone. And uh, meaning you get so raveled up in, in what appears to be real around you, and, and it feels very real to be from you. It feels real to anything that you can think of. Uh, it really gets to a point to where you have to look at in yourself, you know, hey, where, where am I at? Like, what's going on with me? So the mind is designed, obviously, to comprehend and to reason. And so what happens is this consistent you know, asking of questions to self and, and uh, this consistent roaming around in the mind. And what this does is obviously the mind is capable of doing that and not produce much productivity. And the idol's mind being the devil's workshop and those kind of statements. So one of the most important things is to watch the mind and see if it's constantly engaged in judgment, because in judgment, they cost, they burn energy. And mm-hmm. this is why um, the statement was judge and ye shall be judged. Uh, it's not like I'm with any dogmatic tradition, but there's maxims that have, have spread across the galaxy that we can witness within nature. Just basically with every yin, there's going to be a yang. If you eat the prana, you're going to live in the pranayama. So basically what it means is, is that every time you have an action, there must be a reaction. So if you're not balanced, then what happens is uh, it starts to rapidly become a scenario where the person starts to get wrapped up in a situation where they think that the external elements and the external things around them are predominantly controlling them and uh, have gained some level of power over them. And then what happens is, is that it's like a dream then that you can literally project it right before you walk into it. So there becomes a disassociation with that. We're actually really the ones projecting our reality. And then on top of that, uh, it starts to become somewhat of a psychosis as in the word cycle or circle, your person just goes into circle. So when you look at a path, uh, many paths for people are circular. They can go out really far like an orbit, but the person can seem to return back to that same old self 
or that same old mold unless they choose to break out of that uh, the circles, the squares, and the rest of the geometry, which is really highly related to the bodies and highly related to what goes on in nature and highly related to so many different things that you've seen under the sun. To move beyond that, to think truly outside the boxes is, uh, is what's necessary. And, and, and necessary as a, as a massive technique, uh, basically first not judging and then or figuring out how not to judge as much. See, the body is hardwired to judge. It's actually set up as a dual component, two eyes, two arms, you know, one leg, one leg walks in front of the other. So there's an internal hardwire with these bodies that are actually they're binary. They're very uh, conflictive unless you know how to get in control of it. And that's why the spirit were put inside of the body because they were to be as like the arbitrators, the ones sitting in the center of the body and basically giving the body wholesome uh, consciousness so that way it could, too, develop itself. Because notice how even the bodies, you could literally say the bodies could be a 2.0, a 3.0, a 4.0, different additions of what we're calling the human body that have certain levels of capacity. Like if you up the, what we would call intellect, the empathy goes down. Right. So that's more like a Vulcan. And then you can easily slide that back the other way. And there actually ends up becoming more of a consistent trance where the person is just completely enveloped within their emotional creation. So in watching all of this, one realizes that, first of all, the reason why the non-judgment becomes important is so you learn how to steal your mind, literally steal it, take it back. (laughs) And from that point, Start to work from a level of knowing. And because once knowing kicks in, it's going to give you the ability to not keep searching for something as if you're saying you've never found it. Like if you go and you keep doing all this research on your ancestors, and I'm not discouraging this, but I'm just saying, if you say you know what it's really all about and where we came from and all of that, now it's time for you to be that. So every time you keep going back and researching, like, okay, so where were we at again and what do I need? it's really subconsciously saying that you actually don't believe it in the first place because there's already been enough given for one to start going into action. Like, okay, so if you're going to learn something, now you need to go and put it into practice rather than keep learning a bunch of stuff and never actually doing anything with it. And then actually reaching a point to where it starts to become confusing. So this is why we look at the first state of non-judgment in order to have superiority over the mind And then the next stage of going into all-knowing, realizing that actually the limitation of the mind is that it can't figure out where nothing comes from while we exist as that. It's not something that we need to figure out. It's something that we are. And then that kind of gives you a gateway into a whole new level of communication, a communication that doesn't work on this binary good or bad and and, and white and black and, and, and all of the different contrast of how we've learned to recognize things around us it operates on an entirely different mainframe where it's completely integrated with everything so it's capable of using that as a way of visualizing the entire thing so this would be like let's say for instance if you had eyes that were 360 degrees so you could see all angles and I will say, since we're, we're a little bit early in the conversation, there is a mic open with some typing and things going on. I just know they're going to, some folks are just going to go nuts because they're ah, bad in the background. But, you know, I know we love clean audio. So just in case uh, somebody didn't know that they do have their line open on some typing. 
Okay. Um, let's see. I do see an open line. Thank you. So, yeah, so at this point, you see, I'm, I'm basically, I'm very vast. Like, I, there's really no limitation to where I can't go. I don't have limits like that. So, at this point, it's really about what does a person need to know? It's like, even with a person's audience specifically, I could get on the conversation with some people from a whole different aspect of things and talk cryptocurrency while I can jump on with some other people and just talk metamaterials and antennas and unlimited bandwidth. And then I can also jump into a communal conversation where we're talking about development inside the community and the aspects of, of taking a, a zero wealth scenario, a debt situation, and revitalizing that into the process of creating sovereignty. So this is also why, you know, with all of us, everything that we embark on, we're challenged. Like if I say, okay, well, I'm going to become this spiritual speaker. Now, nobody told me to do that. That was something that I did. So once I decide that that's something that I, I, I do, I'm going to do, now I have like this subset of things that tells me what creates a great spiritual speaker. Same thing with even doing radio shows and that kind of thing. I've, I've done quite a few different things. That at some point, it's the same system where you just you go and you find the best, especially when you're not judging. It's really easy to do this. You go and find the best, and then you start really seeing the, the blueprint. Because now, since we've lost a lot of our mentors and a lot of our elders through rejection, what happens is now we're forced with this thing of needing to learn it ourselves. And even if somebody tells you about it, it's almost like an internal struggle right then of, you know, well, I knew that, and that's the same thing. So the mind is constantly operating. It's not necessarily allowing itself to expand anymore. It's actually just trying to confirm its own existence. And this is because we're constantly vying in this reality now due to the the most prominent levels of programming to have a voice, to actually have some say so in what is moving on in this physical reality around us. The interesting thing though, is that to truly control it, it actually takes place on an entirely different level. This is more like the after effect of what you would experience in a very lucid dream. This is more of showing you specifically that you're moving backwards until you turn yourself around, just, just as the word says, backwards, so that even the language or code that has been learned, it moves in a direction that allows us to accept things like death being a possibility for a mortal consciousness, uh, that color being a, so, so important to something that is generally clear. You see what I mean? Something that is generally so transparent that it has the ability to see through everything. So when we're looking at, let's say, our ancestors, we could see a, a, a high potential of this ability to see the unified field, to actually see the geometry that actually connects everything in this, what we call matrix, and how this is put together by ma'at, or math, which is where we get our word math. And this level of power being exact, just like they say, two plus two will always be four unless you're on another planet. So this level of, of security on the mental and the physical stages of your consciousness does open up, since we're kind of we're growing up here, it does open up the vista of this potential. So what I'm saying is, is that the glass is truly half full, that 
we're only beginning to grow into this expansive consciousness that's already inherent within every single being that you see here. And then the process of this expansion is actually taking place on a quantum level. And what this means is, just like you see there's different versions of you in the, in the dream world, you will actually go into other spaces to accomplish certain things in the time, because everything's like a huge Swiss clock, in the time that it takes to actually get something accomplished. And then you will merge. You will literally have like a 2012 or a lineup within yourself to where all subsequent use will then bring all of the data and experiences that they've been collecting on these parallels. And then they'll bring it into that one presence and they call that activation. That's the real activation. Mm -hmm. And if things have gone right at that point, you've already realized that, you know, actually that you're starting at least on the process to realizing that you are a supreme being. If that process is, is uh, what you would call uh, hindered in any kind of way, the person actually begins to believe that they're talking to the Supreme. And that slight difference, meaning the difference between realizing you're talking to your higher self versus thinking that you're talking to an external God, is what controls the powers in these worlds. Meaning that where truly attention goes, energy flows. Where someone puts their concentration and energy, whatever they put it into, if it knows how to harvest it, which generally the collectors of the ultimate collectors of the energies, when that energy is harvested, then it creates what we would say is the, the most valuable thing here on planet, which is the ability to master time, to somehow make time not as effective. So let's say, for instance, this would be like saying age 25, 30, for 400, 500 years because you've mastered principles of energy. Now, the interesting thing is, is that these principles don't necessarily have to do with stealing other people's energy and, and drinking blood and all this weird stuff that's been introduced. It actually is just the realization of the management of the body that you've been given, the talent, okay, and all of its abilities, the third eye, hypothalamus, and all the other gifts that are embedded within this body, the gift and the curse. Because what happens is if that you don't have a manual to the body, then actually it, it was designed to trap light or to magnetize spirit. So if you don't re really know how to get in and out of it, then it actually can become like a coffin, <laughs> like a cocoon, if you may, that you can't get out of. So, you know, all of this, you know, you don't just find it in nature. You don't just find it in Medunetra. You don't just find it in, 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 in Queeniform you know, more than anything, you find it in yourself because none of that actually means anything, the true value of it, how to process it truly into your, into integrated into who you are. That doesn't truly come about until you also start learning things about just what you're putting in your body, like your diet. Like a lot of times, you know, they would always kind of set me up and try to ask me what I felt about certain things that other people were saying and whether I felt that it was true or not and what I had to say about the religions. And I got years of, of explaining to these people directly about what they're involved in. And I started to realize, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm looking for results from someone, which would be the only reason why I'm talking to them. Like, I don't need them to inflate me in, in my own experience. If I'm talking to them, it means I want to assist them. So if you truly want to assist someone like your mother or whatever that may still be stuck in one state of consciousness or one dogma or whatever, we find it quite interesting that you actually could really elaborate with them about something like their diet and get more effect than you ever would if they decide to change religions or something. 
and not to mention to process higher states of consciousness, if you may, you either need very strong intentions or you need very clean filters. These filters are, of course, what we would call the chakras or basically what, how the lens that we perceive the reality through. We have multiple lenses. That's where there's multiple eyes in, inside of the body. So if that eye, if you may, is dirty because the organ that corresponds to it is, is, is still, or toxic, then thus a distorted vision, distorted geometry, non-symmetrics start to actually pervade the person's reality. And that's why you can also see some people that they always see the world a certain kind of way because they're looking through, at it through their lens. So it's like, ah, it's all over, it's blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you would crack up, crack up if they knew that it just began. And actually ending and beginnings don't really exist. So even time, people would, even something like death, people would find themselves grateful for if they got on the wrong path and needed to start over again. So mm-hmm. what I mean is that even the concept of death, the end of something so that it can begin again, is nothing more than a training will for an adolescent spirit saying that, okay, let me get a do-over on this real quick and let me, let me regroup myself and let me go ahead and regrow myself again. And all of us are working on these projects individually. Like we say, it's, all, it's about self, all is self. The truth, though, is that self exists not in this space, meaning the spaces of division cannot contain all of self. <laughs> That's, there's a limitation here. It's just a vessel. It can explode if you put too much, although it's got a bit to go before that. So we talk about the joy then, I call it the day after ascension, the joy then when we are now going into another space and we can permanently stay there. I could get into other spaces to where what I'm explaining to you can be experienced. There's different ways. Like there's, there's no one way into this. It's not that kind of thing. There's not one of anything in a matrix of countless amounts of anything. Like basically there, you, you were using the Fibonacci sequence to denote the changes here. So this means that even within every human being, no matter how similar we are, twins are really the most rarest thing. And even twins don't have the same fingerprint. But the uniqueness, again, is seeing that fingerprint and seeing that spiral and knowing that's your own spin. So it's okay then to, if you take in wholesome knowledge and wisdom, to then put your own spin on spin on it, how it relates to you and your space, and then move on with that. So that's what I do. I, I collect and I observe the knowledge and the wisdom. I did that until I gathered what I would call a point cloud of all it, potential experiences and possibilities, basically the actual limitation of the language. Where was the, the farthest boundaries? Because anything that you can even articulate and put together, no matter what that means when you say it, it can be experienced. That's how codes work. They test out every single thing in the code before they release it. Because if you don't test the code and you release it, you have glitches, you have problems. That's the same thing that, of how computers operate. So now we're at the stage of realizing this, let's say, the people that are on that, this line, because the whole world is not necessarily in the phase of the realization of the control uh, uh, point, which is basically through the language, and then how to uh, supersede the, the control point, which is the all-knowing, the path there, the non-judgment, and then finally going into the, the space of, of where you've always been. 
and that's what they call a return to self. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, most people are looking outside of themselves, and that goes back to the initial discussion around jumping to self and that understanding. And I thought that was a great point the way you expressed it about how we are really here to align all of ourselves, and then we get to a self oneness, and then you takes it takes you that next leap into oneness as a whole and most of the time we're looking for something outside of us and as you said a power outside of us and we are actually giving that energy instead of harnessing that energy for ourselves that sums up correctly exactly exactly that, that summed up beautifully sister and it's really also because there's power see we're always looking for the antithesis we're always trying to find what's wrong with it. And where, pow- where there's power, there will be fear. So what happens is, is that, let's say around us, there's all of these different elements that equate to us feeling truly happy. Like when you, you know, learn how to you know, start breathing to where you're regenerating your cells, to where you, know, you finally figure out the whole money monster, because let's just face it, that's the, the most diabolical creature. The dead, the dead. <laughs> so, you know, you're battling the money monster. So all those things actually do most of the distraction actually left to the, their own uh, um, faculties. The human being, as far as just intuitively, you know, see dogs and cats and, and those are domesticated animals and they still have instincts. Then when you go deeper and deeper into the bush, you know, you find some stuff operating on an entirely different sequence. Know how, knows how to build all sorts of weird stuff going on in nature. And at the end of the day, we got to also think about how much of nature have we really experienced besides the park <laughs> or, you know, those kind of things. And, and also, also how, how we've taken in nature, meaning have we taken it in through now what is basically like a, a small hole. Like this is what happens when a person comes out, just like you see the child, the child is open. Like it just wants to play with everybody and it wants, it just, it, it only has the perception that everything is the same way that it is. The end all itself. But then, obviously, that starts to change. And as that process starts, that's where pain comes in, right? Because pain makes things draw back. It makes things close up. So, you know, somebody scares you, you generally jump back, right? So what happens is, is that as the child's going through this process of this, uh, of this world, it's constantly also withdrawing itself into a shell every time something happens that scars it. And we've talked about this uh, in relation to how your chakras also develop in certain segments of your life. So from one to seven years old, your root chakra is developing. So of course, at one to seven years old is when the child actually experiences more sexual trauma than normal. And on top of that, this is um, now a society that ensures that there's a lot of sexual trauma and sexual related suggestions and different kind of things plaguing this child between this age range, which they've unveiled in a lot of the, you know, showing how the toys and the cartoons and, and all these different things. There's been a lot of work on exactly Wealth and Shankri or MK Ultra and all the rest of the programs of manipulation of the child. As they say, give me a child between one and seven and I'll show you the man. So basically being able to have the manipulation of the child in a certain stage in order to ultimately create uh, what their projection is going to be. Same thing as Khalil Gibran said, that we function as the bows, and then the children 
are the arrows. So once we pull back and we let go, we can no longer after that uh, tell them which way to go. So we just need to make sure we shoot them as straight as possible. And this is just the, the aspects of how we're looking at things. But I, I didn't get on the phone today also to philosophize. I, I know, you know, it may sound like a really ph- philosophical conversation just because it seems like the words are rolling really well together. I'm here to say that uh, that when you can't get three hurricanes, an eclipse, and an mm-hmm. earthquake, and not see the sign of the time, not that it's the end, because the end only just is Ouroboros, so the end loops to the beginning. That is a change of guard, that there's an upset to the previous dynasty or regime and now they are disposed meaning that they are moved they're moving out of the way and just like on the crystal skull they're going to be you know it's going to be like prying it out of their cold dead fingers it's going to be like you know trying to get them out of something they're not going to want to get out by their own volition they're going to be forced and that's why lots of these new technologies when you really understand this and not beefing all the time are actually disruptive. And what disruptive means is it's not a choice. Like when cryptocurrency now is replacing the dollar all around the world, fiat currency, and it's not centralized. It's decentralized. So, and then it's not something the bank is, okay, look, let's go kick in some doors. Like it's Pirate Bay or Napster. Let's go get rid of, even Pirate Bay, they can't (laughs) stop. Pirates still fly their flags. So there's systems that are so much further advanced than this, system that we've been living in of oppression, if you may, it actually can nullify it by a higher level of intelligence. <laughs> so that's exactly what the world is next. It's going into cryptocurrency and artificial intelligence. The God that they trust, as they show you every single age in a physical plane, the God is actually the form of wealth. So like back in the old days, the cattle's head, which is our symbol, the A. Turn it upside down. It's the head of the cattle, which is the Arak. And in the old tribes, it's the heads of cattle that basically determine whether you're a rich man or you're a poor man. And then the next stage is the bovid, which is the mobile wealth, basically another domesticated style. Jeez, uh, uh, they have a bigger name. Let's say just say domesticated livestock to where you can travel with it. And so now your wealth is mobile. So now, you know, we've gone through ages of the gold, right, where the God is gold. Mm-hmm. Like, not just the gold, we've got a gold face, shiny face God sitting up there with gold all on him, gold all, they eating the gold. Gold has different properties when it's turned into different things through alchemy, right? So then we blazed through that, and then came, you know, these other ages, like the industrial age, where now all of that gold and all that, that's all sitting below all of those ages as the foundation. And then now an industrial age where machines you know, combustion motors and all that start ruling the age. And then it keeps turning into where the commodities become plastic. Like all the stuff that's around us, like the value is in the plastic now. The Chinese can take this two, three half cent worth plastic and create a dollar or two or three out of it. And then that triple and turn over into more. So basically, even the money, as they start introducing the credit cards, we all remember that the money started turning plastic. And even a lot of the actual fiat now is made out of plastic for security reasons. But then behold, we come to a new age. It's going crypto. And you can actually see it all in the world. There's already so many other signs to tell you this time. 
and the ages that we're going through, it actually allows you to predict the future. It allows you to say, okay, so obviously what's next is cryptocurrency and artificial intelligence, and what's after that? Singularity. It basically means that somehow within this future, I don't know how distant it is, but somehow in this future, and I say it like that because I already came to that awareness. I'm not waiting on anyone else. I have my own time machine called the body. So in the future, called what? They figure out. They figure in the future. They figure out that okay, wow, wait a minute. Every single thing that's complex is really based on the body. Cameras are the eyes, hairs, antennas. So what's the spirit? Well, that means that 3D printing was really like trying to be like a womb then. That's kind of like what those machines were. They were like birthing things. And then they went into this quantum, and then quantum taught them that actually two things can be in two different spaces. But that's because we already know that the spirit can be in two different spaces because the ones who researched all this and found this out, which is predominantly the Royal Society, this information, they came about that information because they were on the a relentless mission to figure out how God created earth. And this happened about 150 to 200 years ago. So, you know, we got different segments at the time where different people have explored different things, but I'm talking about for the ones that are in control now, they basically figured out to a point where they could comprehend it, how worlds are built about 150 to 200 years ago, only then. And then of course, much of that information was expunged from examining ancient cultures and digging up their, their graves and seeing exactly how they're planning their projection. Like, how, how do you design yourself to go to the next world then? You see, so these are the big questions. And if a person wasn't so busy trying to figure out, I don't know, what Bonk Gang is doing in, in New York or something like that, maybe this would become fascinating then again. You see the time that we're living in because remaining stagnant has been a plan against us. Meaning that the entire design from race to the body suits to skin suits and all of this was a design to actually keep a person in a perpetual motion. Basically uh, infinity coming in and out in and out, in and out. And see, so that's why you got to realize even with nature because everyone's always looking for something to bow down to. But even in nature there's a uh, life, there's a sustaining, and then there's a death. You watch it in a flower. That's the most philosophical metaphor is watching the process of a flower. And what we have to realize is, is that we're beyond that. Now, true, we have it to examine our parents, if you may, our, 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 our adepts, our higher selves, if you may, have brought us in front of that information. But to me, that's only because this is a universe. And just like they say that word universe, it connects really with the word university and that we're in this university. And then we have these lessons, but this is the school of hard knocks, just like my mom used to say. This is not play, play, oh, you know, beautiful koala. No, there's also other forces that move about, other things that even act and move on their own volition that are made of an entirely different design. So this is also what brings us to this process of deprogramming what I would call the firmware, this hard-coded side of self, because you would have to come to realize at one night, sitting down in your bed, about to go to sleep, you would have to come to realize that, hey, 
if you were raised in an entirely different environment that didn't have any of the structure and the rules that was involved in the one that you were raised in, you wouldn't even believe and think like you do. So that means that all of this believing and thinking, all of it is actually just a, it's really a program that we can choose to load every single day and every single moment. If it serves us, I'm not saying what's right or wrong to do here. I'm just saying we could choose to keep loading that or we can explore those next reaches. And all I'm here to say is that they actually exist. Like what I'm talking about in this conversation, people have said in different kind of ways, but I'm just saying what my endeavor was is to prove that it exists, that it actually wasn't something that people were just talking about. And that's why I went through the spiritual process first since I was a little kid so that I can go and climb up the ladder of light of all the Abrahamic traditions and, and to, you know, basically you're basically crawl, you're climbing up a ladder of demigods or a, what they call it, a heptomad. So you're, crawling, you're climbing up this ladder of lights. The reason why they call it the ladder of lights is because it's seven colors, basically, and each color corresponding to a day of the week, each color being a part of the spectrum, each color being as you shine uh, light into a prism, it splits into seven colors. And that prism is the pyramid. And that prism also becomes, it can be a prison that traps light. So meaning that it's a vortex. So there's, when they say, oh, yo, I go, you're deep and this brother is deep. What they're talking about, it's deep in the womb. You go deep into the vortex, the box or the cube and you mine. That's why I said, brother's got some deep mind. And they even call their computers, he's deep mind, deep mining. You see, and what it means is, is that we still know that the prima materia or the form of how things can be created in the physical form can be found deep in the belly of this, which would basically be the deep recesses of the ocean where you get water that's so thick that it's alive on its own. But, you know, those are other adventures. Those are other times in which we can account. But now it's, it's about time that we go into experience. So when I see this shifting, like when, I, when you see the thing shifting, this is the time to wake yourself up. That's when the alarm should go off. Before then, uh, maybe you should probably remain asleep, stay at the club, you know, at least enjoy yourself. But now this is not that same thing, and it's all timed perfectly. So I think that a lot of people on this line especially have lived multiple lives in this one life like they've seen it all you know they was wild and every single kind of feeling that you can think of or frequency that you can think of they may have traveled through those frequencies but now we got to be different than the rat pushing the pleasure button instead of going back and doing the loop to loop again and you know just catering right again to the root chakra because that's where we need the most healing <laughs> they would say sexual healing <laughs> then we can start to push empower more energy into these higher chakras that turn on different senses. And these senses allow us to become more perceptive of what I'm talking about. So when I say that, yeah, there is a connection between the geometry and the structure or HUD of how the reality is created, what goes on behind the scenes, the metrics, it would be because I've seen it, not because I went and read, you know, some Pythagorean treaty or that I, I sat down and, and went through Imhotep's work on the Great Pyramid. You see what I mean? It, it, it would have to come from, ultimately, the experience. See, we're still living in this aspect of where seeing is believing. But we have a third eye. 
And just like what you would see on the, the Egyptian pyramid with the eye on top, which they're still working on figuring out that symbol, but it's simply looking at the bridge of the nose, which is the triangle, and then the eye that's on top. And knowing that that's that eye that sits in the middle of your head, and that eye is indeed all seen, meaning nothing can lie to it. So the illusion, that's why they call this illusion. Illusions are just based on how much realness is here. It doesn't mean you can't get hurt in here. It's just it's an illusion. You're only, you're only allowing yourself, and it's literally like that. You're only allowing yourself to see so much of what's really here. But in the event that you decide to go into that awakening and to begin to open up your own eyes, that's called awareness, then you start to see what's in the spaces between the spaces. And this is basically the gift that the third eye gives you. And it's also capable of doing that without harming anything. Meaning that generally when you penetrate any field, see, even with our mind and our thoughts and our vision, we penetrate. It's something sending something out like a feeler. And then it gives you and it brings you back what it seems. So that action and that motion, when you do that with larger tools such as your eyes, even what you see, you're sending out an action that's going to have some kind of reaction. But with the third mm-hmm. eye, it moves in such a, a small, minuscule way, proving that it's actually the smallest thing that's the most powerful. And it just can pierce right through the pores of the illusionary realities in order to reveal to you what's the truth, the truth, what's going on behind the scenes, what happened when grandma left, where the people are that are no longer actually here, what Space in which do they reside in now and what that does is it puts the the soul back at ease because the, the soul honestly is part of the the uh, plane that doesn't move at all so when you bring the soul into movement which they call evocation it could create all types of different kind of phenomena meaning in physical planes you could see miracles and all sorts of things but we still have to ultimately ask ourselves once again you know what is what is all this really for if it hasn't come to benefit us. And so thus far, we've watched many people being given the mantle. One of the last people that get, was given the mantle and still, you know, now the mantle has to be picked up again was Dr. York and other individuals who have been given the mantle. But when, com- when it comes to the degrees, which is why even masonry is still in degrees, uh, uh, if you go to school, they're going to give you a doctor's degree measuring fires, a temperature, or a degree. It's all referring to degrees of the spirit. See, they only talk about their 30, 33 and a third degrees because in their realm, it's dangerous for them to infuse anyone with more than 33rd of a, uh, of a, a degree of spirit. And on top of that, that's only the, uh, the selected, the accepted that they choose to try to perform that right on. So what I'm saying is, is that the degrees of the spirit inside of your own consciousness, it basically governs how much you can really see and how much you can really do. That's why they call, can call you a genius because like a genie, like all of a sudden you know more things than other people know. But what happens is, is that all the while you're being tested, not by some external force that's looking to throw you into the bottom of the hell. If you even believe in that, you're already there. It's about that internal force that's saying, okay, we have to try the temper, the temperament. We need to test you on your own temperament so you can learn how to handle 360 degrees 
of this power. And that's what nature and nature and all these, these are the instructors of the power. So most have not entered that college yet. While there is a percentage that have, so let's say anyone that's generally on the true path, like in their mind, they know they're serious about it, and that's not something for somebody else to judge, then they are now on that process of what they would say is the occultation. This is where the invisible college, which doesn't need, is not seen by the naked eye, begins to work on one's behalf in order to allow them to go through the test. Because remember, since you're in a university, <laughs> you're only thing there here is test. So when you say, okay, I got it. I now know how not to judge. And now I'm going to just not judge, and I'm going to be all-knowing. And the universe says, okay, let's test them then. <laughs> let's see if that judgment is going to get any further than that next text message that's going to come through or that next whatever you're going to experience. And so, of course, we all have, we're going through this. We're experiencing this. And all I'm doing is I'm lending a bit more knowledge and wisdom about why this is a reward-based system, why this is something that you probably would want to do. And because I've mentioned before, you know, if, you, if I go into it and if we don't do it, then anything that I would say after that, while may be true on the physical plane, still has little weight and little bearing to who you truly are because this whole existence, that we're in right now should have been devalued a long time ago, meaning that we give it so much worth, it becomes inflated for us. Notice how those terms have a lot to do also with banking and money. Like if something is so much more valuable to you, like this iPhone, and this thing is only worth $120, but it's worth $800 or $1,000 to you, you've given it too much value. So now when you drop it and the screen cracks, it's going to feel really bad. <laughs> So it's the same thing with the bodies. When you give so much and you put so much and you infuse them, it's an egregor in that sense. It starts to move on its own volition. The body will tell you what to do. And only when you hit the dumps will another part of you come out and say, see, I told you. <laughs> I knew it. And then you have this argument with yourself. What are you talking about? You told me that you was going to have a grief. It was going to all work. No, I should have listened to my first <laughs> This is what the person goes through because when I always say to people, hey, if that's you that's talking in your mind, then who's listening? Yes. And the person can sit down and think about that a little bit and start realizing that, hey, we've been dealing with quite a few different characters <laughs> and just been brushing that off like, oh, nope, that's not what I do, as if it's so embarrassing when all of us do it. We should always grow to realize more about ourselves and then to figure out how what we learn can serve us. And, and that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And I would add that, you know, we tend not to be as consciously aware and, and take this life seriously as though we really do want to move to the next level and do what it takes to get there. Oftentimes we've got all kinds of excuses for why we're not doing the things that would actually put us in the space that we want to be in of wholeness and balance. And actually, I, it, I know it's, that it's like, those. It's like this. I, I do want to say, I, I, it's like this. I do want to say something because you know, I've studied lots of human beings. And it's really, we just have to get out of doing something when we went through something crazy then. Meaning like, 
I always see people snap to attention when it starts getting crazy out there. You, they come back. They get present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when something about to jump off is the only time you really see most people present. Other than that, they're heavily sedated in their they live kind of matrix. Okay? So I'm just saying to people that they, because they all have it in them, stop waiting on it to get rock bottom before you decide to try to reactivate all of your will and power and mode ambition and, and motive and all of that. You don't got to see that's a form of training. It's like a slave mind. Cause there's a big difference between a, between a slave and a, and an heir. But some people, they don't, they don't get that meaning that they're always coming to the throne, bowing down. I'm always coming like, where's my stuff? And there's a, because <laughs> it was all, cause we're all connected. <laughs> and the thing is, is that, so that's also that part of the mind that just snaps right into, okay, you know, something's happened bad. And then, they, then they're in the worst position because there's galactic banking. So what happens at that point, when you're in the worst position, the spirits will broker the situation, meaning that literally deals and things start going on in the realm that you can't see about what, you know, who, what's going to be given. And this is, it's a serious thing. And it's basically when a person is down and out, they're willing to do anything because then they'll also see the corresponding results of being in that stage, but they'll only see it in physicality. Now they got to go stay with a crazy ass aunt who lets everyone in the house at night. Now there's all sorts of entities. You see, it's all connected, but it's like, see, I don't see it in physical. I see it in spiritual. And then I see it geometric. And then I try to work it back into a number. And then I try to, put it right back into the box that it came in and I push that box away from any time that I have to dive into the matrix and get back out. Meaning it's a literal process because I know what I'm doing. Meaning that when you get into certain stages of your own consciousness, you'll see when you say a word, what it means, especially with the intentions that we put behind it, you'll see it spray out of your mouth in the geometric shape that then actually goes into the realm and sits like a seed. And if that seed can resonate, and find nourishment, other people who believe that same thing, then it starts to grow. And this doesn't, it doesn't matter if that's a negative or a positive, meaning that a negative grows the same way and work by proxy to where everyone believing in something negative, it starts to collect and basically they all plug into it. Now, again, negative is just a force. So some know how to take that same energy. It's like, okay, looking at let's say the Trump situation and realizing that that means you need to get your, your, your sovereignty together. Then it's like, and okay, that, well, that's too, that he knows how to manipulate energy because that's what he's doing right now. I mean, that whole, whatever that is, that group or that entity, they are manipulating energy. And those of us who do not know and who do not understand, we're reacting to it. And um, I think you um, touched on something that was really, um, really resonated with me earlier when you were talking about do not be judgmental. They're tapping into that negative energy, and as a result, people are becoming judgmental one way or the other. Look at the race issue. That's, very, that's judgment. And then not knowing how to move beyond that, which would be the all-knowing, that we know what to do, um, what the mantra that's been with me for the last month or so has been, you know, just looking and observing what's going on is that, okay, the new term, we're magic, we're magic, we're magic. Be the magic. Be it. Stop saying it. Like you said, reach into the all-knowing and be it, but then how do you kind of 
you know, help usher that along so that more people can um, can can step into that. Because I, from what I see, people are trying to step into it. The Black Lives Matters, the different small, you know, protests, things like that, but they don't have the right way to step into it and to be the magic instead of saying, okay, well, you know, black people magic, you know, this magic, black girl magic, whatever magic, instead of just saying it to know that you are it and to start being it. Exactly. Well, you know, as it says, you love people. You have to jump into self. Yeah. Yeah. Jump into it. So how would you start um, helping and ushering along with with yourselves, with ourselves, but also helping to usher it throughout and to usher other people into stepping into it and being it because we are, you know, it's just a matter of realizing it and then stepping into it. So how do you do that? Well, we started, we started on all levels. We started on the highest level first just because that's just what I was doing. That's how I came into it, and that's what was shaking me up in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I have to begin this just dealing with the esoteric side of what goes on into the reality. However, you know, this is seven years now, so, you know, there's a saying, behold, we saw the ladder going up and down. And what this means is, is that in many cases you need to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to be able to trust yourself. So this is not about what you're doing for everybody else. This is about your own integrity. So what happens is, is that when you see where people are, it's the money thing, meaning that they are still having money issues. So even spirituality is more of a luxury because people, there's a lot of people actually don't even have time to look into deeper levels of thought because mm-hmm. they have that actual time. Saturn rules here. Okay, that's why it's all about time. So what happens is, is that now somebody's got to basically buy time for that person. See, this is so deeper than what most people think. (laughs) It's what happened is is that other people are doing. This is not something that I designed. This is something that even I have seen myself make certain moves and do certain things, pledging allegiance to a flag, right hand over the heart, 51 upside down pentagrams. We're not asking the questions here, meaning that we're just do, we're acting and we don't think that, see, when you don't have much self-worth, right, like let's say a person has been demoralized, they don't mm-hmm. think that their actions actually mean anything. So true, we're living in a nation that has worked on demoralization first so that they can have an oligarchy. So right. when you're thinking about, hey, how, how do you change something like this? Well, I had to go back to the basics. See, I was sitting way up there and they were like, okay, well, it's time to come down again. Now I'm always... It's fun to me to slide down the ladder, meaning like I'm not separate from anything. So if, some, if I get the command that na- you need to basically go back down to the streets, you need to go down to the lowest low now. Now you, you can go with the best of them and beyond them in that realm as far as the Therians. Now let's go back down here. What do we got? Let's turn that big-ass brain on this money situation with our people and figuring out what the hell is going on. I said, well, let it be. Let's start open source wealth then. And that's what we did. We opened up spirittex.com, and I went back to the basics of the realization of what I learned from my mother who had learned from people that were in the movement about key things about if we didn't manufacture, if we can't manufacture, we can't really do anything. Because <laughs> we're not at the control point. And I started learning more about sovereignty, how – it's just not about throwing lightning from your hands and, and looking through 
different rooms. Like, I could do things or that not paying taxes is not going to do anything about them believing it. They would have to do it themselves. So it's just not something you would say. It's about, okay, your power is when you turn that switch on, is it coming from you? No. Your water, is it coming from you? No. All right, so it sounds like we got some goals to set here, some life goals. Let these life goals, everything, get a focus point. Focus doesn't mean three things. It means one. Self means one. So this is that focus that, it allows you to, when you're getting pelted by all the astronomical debris floating around the matrix, you can always stay focused. That's like things tapping on your hand. It's like log- tapping on your shoulder. It's like logging into Facebook. You can stay focused on what you're doing and realize that every time you, 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 you experience something that wants to take you off of your path of where you're going, you're always able to come right back into it and be like, no, nah, this is about, this, I'm going to sovereignty. And it, because it's so easy to see what it looks like. Now, when I'm talking, so when I say you work on all levels, so I started on the top dealing with the principalities, meaning what holds people beyond the scene, their spiritual beliefs, right? So that's where we began, and then we worked our way down from there, and now we're at the, at the, uh, the, the foundation to where it starts, the other set of current or currency, which is basically how people are sustaining themselves, like how are they, what are they transferring their energy into, and if they're transferring their energy, meaning like if I work and then I get paid something, that's what I'm transferring my energy to because that's the outcome, and they call it income, right? <laughs> so what happens is that what I'm receiving then is what? A necromonger. I'm receiving a dead a talisman with a dead person on it completely configured for my destruction. And because people don't understand talismans, they don't even – maybe they've heard about it in a Disney movie. They don't even understand – uh, this piece of paper, how it's actually constructed and what it's created with is around a ritual. It's a level of power that now we're not familiar with, even though we know iPhone so well. This level of power just has to do with intention and will. The same thing that we're learning with the whole, you know, secret and all this kind of stuff, right? But notice they call it a secret to tell you, hey, anybody, ain't nobody thinking about these basics of, hey, where you put, when you concentrate your energy, how talismans are constructed is on certain times, like this, for instance, this month, the women were very powerful because something happened with the moon, which is I'm still trying to figure out how the thing completely works, but it allows generally their cycles to be a lot more stronger. Any time for a woman's personal clock, when her t- cycle is stronger, there's more power on the realm. So when there's more power on the realm, this has nothing to do with that the person will be all powerful and any of that because they have to learn how to harness the energy. Generally, they just get more upset. They cook up more of a problem for themselves than normal. That's generally how it works. So this is also another uh, way of reading, hey, when is the energy swelling up? So that way I can catch a wave because then it's about planning. Like what you really are is you're a sailor. Like your soul is a sailor of a cosmic ocean. So you actually chart everything before you get on the ocean, unless it's leisure. But these kind of long trips that we're taking across the galaxy, these are not leisure trips. These are, we should have, we should have tracked a course. This is why compassion is the only thing that can get you back because compassion is the compass to all of this. It stops all of that stuff that of of our, our delusions in our mind and allows us to at least step with our mother who is firm and stable, which is not just a female, female human, woman if there's a female dolphin there's a female whale there's a whole force 
behind there. So when we learn how to connect with that force, we can at least get to the last backup, okay? Because it's, again, a very vast mainframe. That's the only way I can really explain it in the, in the language we're using. So you would have this backup to where you would reload, basically. Okay, let me get back to the basics of where I was at, and that's what my app has as a code. And then as you move on from there, this is, and I'm not sure exactly how far I got out of the sketch of this one, but as you move on from there, what happens is, is that you just start realizing that, man, this is even deeper than you think of how it operates because it's all really on you. See, when you, you switch, when you understand the trinary code, see, we're moving on binary normally, but there's mm-hmm. another code called trinary, and it basically means that this reality could be completely yours and completely mine, and we can be in the same reality together. And for us, that creates like that, that's called a paradox. And like the computer program known as the mind crashes when it, when it has to process a paradox. Where did nothing come from? All these kind of paradoxes. It can't go beyond that realm. So there's another form of our consciousness, the all-knowing, that can go be into that realm. And it doesn't ask the question, so where did nothing come from? Now that I know everything, no, you can't think your way into it. It's a feeling. And you begin to feel, and this is what happens is, is that it's a, it's a practice. Because, of course, the monkey mind's strong right now, so it's going to keep always trying to think, 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 think. But there are a lot of tools, and there's a lot of things that's happening to develop, to give us a reason to develop ourselves further, so that way we can truly experience what we really are. And we want that. See, in every person, whether they forgot it or not, they want that. And the only thing that we have to be is the resonance that triggers that if we're trying to do anything for them. Because getting too close to anything, the strongest frequency always wins. So if you're not completely solid where you are, no matter how high you think your frequency is, actually the higher frequencies, have you ever seen what happens to something like uh, four or 5,000 hertz when it gets next to two hertz? It gets drowned out. So low vibratory frequencies, and this is why it's a misperception to say negative is evil and then try to put a face on it and all that. Low vibratory frequencies have a way, that's base, to drown out all other high frequencies. So, of course, when you're going in the dense areas, you have to have your lower vibratory frequencies also equally as balanced. So this is when that coming down the ladder, what that really means. It also means that, okay, I need to also develop that what some would say carnal, fleshly side of myself. That has to do with diet. That has to do with how much oxygen is actually in the blood. That has to do with the maintenance, like the minerals in your body, replenishing the periodic table of your own body so that way, you know, you can hold a charge. Because what happens is, is that it's like the body is electric. So if, it's, if it doesn't have a, a – just like a battery, if it doesn't have a mineral – substrate going through it of a good consistency, you basically charge up and then you go down really quick, especially if you get excited. So then you actually need stimulants and hardwiring, alcohol, different mm-hmm. things to actually feel the jolts of the energy because you're actually not feeding on your own energy then. You're feeding on its bioenergetic potential. And I'm not saying that's wrong or, or, or right. I'm just saying know what's going on, <laughs> you know, because then you start to, that's why I say, you know, knowing is half the battle. It, it, it's still the map, though, and the map is not the terrain. Wisdom 
Wisdom is when you go through the experience and now you, you realize it. Knowledge is this map. Like, okay, so this is exactly how it works. This is exactly what you're going to need to do. But as you're going through the experience, that's like, you know, that's the part of being us again. That's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Thank you. And you, you also mentioned the um, trap of language and the importance of knowing etymology. So while we are in the process of experimenting with telepathy, what would you suggest around using language differently? Well, at the end of the game, the king and the pawn go back in the same box. So language, you know, I have the documents. You know, if people want to know more about this, they can jump into something like the university where I'm talking deep about language. But the conclusion of it is Hebrew, first of all, Yiddish, actually when you drop it all down on itself, it creates a tetrahedron or a star of David, Okay. So this means that language is actually a symbol. So the same thing with English, we found the code of English, and it basically is a, a, a hexagon with a circle around it. So a hexagon with six, uh, six lines. And that every single letter in the English language can be written on that hexagon as it was originally written. So what this means is, is that the language is a hex. It is a spell. A lot of people have under, uncovered that already. I've actually was one of the pioneers of certain aspects of how to look at that even deeper. There were people that came before me like Jordan Maxwell. But just like in the Code of the Matrix, I started pointing out other things. Like if you just take, if you want to know sequences and codes of humans, like how they create bodies. Like notice how if you take this word J, right? And then you add any letter behind it, you can start to basically cipher through an entire energy as it runs through the world. So let's say you go jaw, and then you go jab, then you go jack, then you go jad or jed. And then what you do is you take the vowel that's in the middle, so you have three letters. It's a simple cipher. You have three letters there. So... That, letter, that, that, that vowel in the middle, you can keep interchanging that vowel, and you can trace this letter all the way down through this entirely different, basically an occult story that's being acted out through humans. Like, for instance, the Jack is the Joker. Like, that's actually, you know, there was a, there's other signs on the dimension that are going on with real people. Like, when Jim Carrey, who's a JC, when he came out of his Joker-ish. Remember, he was the first Joker, he, so he's the first card on the tarot deck. But somehow, instead of stepping off the cliff like all Jokers do, which is why Heath Ledger died and many of the other Jokers died, he somehow came into an awareness. Mm-hmm. And then this is sending across the dimension really quick, saying, hey, the fool can actually reach now. The, 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 gate, is, the gate is connected. The fool can even now go into the highest stage. You see what I mean? So this is, that's kind of how that really works. And then you get, let's say, go before you got Jeb. Jeb is the Lord of the earth. Jeb is, is, is really the father in the Masonic temple. And that's the, that main, one of the main pillars. Okay. And so then you, you keep going. So then you, when you trace this letter back, J, you realize that actually J and I 
and Y are all the same letters because they can actually be interchanged in many words and definitely say phonetically the same thing, but also look the same. So then there basically becomes a story. Then you start realizing certain things, like every time you add an S to certain things, it always takes on a sneaky kind of scenario. <laughs> like literally the word has an energy that comes with it that actually sometimes even connects or zoomorphizes as something like a snake because a snake's not a dragon. It's like there's different stages in the symbolism. The snake as a symbol by itself is always what's meant as the low foundation, the earth, all of that extra. It goes on and on and on. But when it's given wings, this is what you would see in in, uh, in, uh, evolution, if you may, that the birds or the snakes become the birds. Basically, the scales become the feathers. That's why you see birds. They still got the scaly feet like they still like the feet that were on snakes that you could see sometimes still on snakes. So you right. realize that there's, there is some truth to this thing they call the evolution, but nothing like what they, how they wrote it. But there's quite a few more things like that whole symbol of the fish coming out of the ocean, and then they talk about oh, this is Darwin's theory of evolution, and then everyone does their best to debunk it, talk about how it's completely stupid. Anyone, black, white, whatever, hey, it doesn't work because of how he encoded it. To really explain, actually, everything that's coming from, that's on the land, came from the ocean first, because the ocean is the mother. And then, so all of the, all, I mean, the trees, you can find their seeds. The the geometry, like the pentagram and all that, horses, the, the horse fish, all of this, the heart. When you pull a mollusk out of one, some certain kind of mollusk out of their shell, they're like just hearts. Like what the, what the human heart is, so then you get to realizing that actually the, the the PlayStation, if you may, of the ancients was creating these forms that you see around us that are so unique, right? Now look how much, and it, you know our creation is, is is fertile still, but man, our from our, when we were in the overmind, that's when all of us are connected to the ship together. We're there now. <laughs> But when it's all connected, now we have the full potential. So that's why there was always like a, a, a fervor for making sure that, uh, uh, that we all connected and to somehow become the reason why everyone connected. Because it's like you solve a formula that can replicate across realms that you've never even seen. This is like, this is the, that's when you, when you look at Earth again as that universe-based sim that our, that our parents are running to where there's rewards here for accomplishing certain things and for those who realize that nothing's impossible. Do you know the height of the great work, which means when before masonry became complete, Freemason became completely corrupted because they lost control of their egregor, the goal of bringing heaven to earth, which was bringing, drawing down the power of the stars, which is even what Malachi tried to do. That's why he named 200 of his kids after angels. The design was to bring all of the stars down to earth by corresponding every single human being with the star. As everyone knows, they have a star, but then activating their star power. And the process of this was then to attempt to create, I even used to know the name, but basically to create a non-judgmental being. It basically was going to be, they called it the great work. Mm -hmm. It was like, 
when everybody, you know how, like, let's say, for instance, somebody doesn't like homosexuals and if they ever actually have children, it's almost like their children become more partial to, to, to not having that same prejudice. Some men right. that you know, fathers were drunks, they have a tendency to not like alcohol this life. They may smoke weed, but alcohol is not really their thing. So this is, this is how ultimately in the latter, which is the DNA, it actually has a self-correcting process to where eventually it will correct itself. Now, for me, <laughs> I don't have time to be waiting on everybody to correct themselves. I can be a part of being a catalyst to show how that's possible. And then, because that's when you do it. You see what I mean? So you could be talking about it, but it ain't never going to have as much weight until you do it, right? Like, there's a lot of people right now, I'm telling them, yo, cryptocurrency, you got to really understand it. It's complex for a little, bo- a little bit, but it's just as complex as why you never understood banking anyway. Meaning that you just been thinking banking is getting your check and then going to your bank and getting your money. You don't know anything about the deals, the exchequer, the chattel, all those different things of how that money is even moving around and even being given to you. So now the new system, like I said, behold, the new world is here. It's a cryptoverse. Even the word says, as crypt, it's vacuuming the dead. Crypt means dead. These dead-ass presidents, it's vacuuming into them a realm of digital to where they no longer have any power. Do you see why I was saying about that it was going to be a disruptionalism? See, they can't stop it. <laughs> that's what's, and when, as a person who is in the know, that's why the saying is in the know, meaning as a question, do you know? Because if you know, then you know this. You know that the new world is already here. Their God that they trust is a digital God, which brings it back to the beginning because the first God, deuce, means to, means to divide. So to the dualistic plane, that's even Zeus and all of Jesus, all of that, all those words mean to. So we see that actually, yeah, we really are in the binary world. Let's go, let's go to what's next. Let's get it happen, baby, because there's nothing that can stop that. You see what I mean? Like people thought, man, some of the stuff that he's saying, they're going to kill it. Glorious. <laughs> they will only create a force more stronger than it was before. <laughs> they best to leave the physical one. You see, even to, to chain him down would only be to cause more problems, more men learning about this knowledge. Like right now, I'm just basically in Costa Rica. They, I, I can cool off a bit from all this knowledge. You see what I mean? Because when you're holding knowledge and you're holding power, you got to also make sure, you, look, you can't outshine people. The greatest teachers need to let others feel like it's their idea now. This is not Socrates and, and Plato anymore where you got uh, Archimedes sitting on the steps fawning over the knowledge. This ain't that. Niggas is challenging each other. And, then, you know, they, they, they lost the whole perception of what we were even doing. So I like to fly low as I can under these radars of egos. And, like, literally egos, you know, they only fly alone. And sit here and show by example that, honestly, like, I, we're building a machine right now that programs water. Because I realize, even though it seems like the speech is quite eloquent, if I'm listening to it myself, my greatest expression is beyond English, and so is yours. So this is why art was created, because it's another faculty for us to express ourselves. Now, me, I just like configuring devices that allow us to see the connection between what we've learned and how that can benefit us in our environment, meaning we can actually program water 
And since our body is 70% water, you basically can drink. And I have an entire spectrum of, of, uh, of a diagram that shows you what each frequency does. You can drink your, your experience. You see what I mean? So, you know, that's, that's true intentions. Let's work there. I have another device that you, most of these fields are dank. A lot of them actually have work done because in that whole part of, you know, bringing God to earth and when it finally got derailed, there was actually a process of creating all of these different grids around the earth by using like acupuncture on the earth learned from the Chinese. Then all the needles like Cleopatra's would then be put into certain areas and it would divert the energy into certain spaces. So that's like, that's controlling the earth grid also known as geomancy. So because of that, earth is not only extremely pent up like a young woman that can't release. It's also that that energy that's moving around happens to most of the time end up stagnant because the work was never complete. That's why in different places, the grid is broken. Like each in Kemet right now, the grids, their lines are broken over in the at where the Aztecs, those grids are broken. So this is, you know, that's, that's the physical grid, but there's an organic grid, which is what we create connecting and harmonizing on truth. When we do that, we create an Can organic give, grid and that's uh, of synchronicity. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I that's, was just going to ask it. you to give us your contact information and your website addresses so you're getting more into the teachings, the products, secret energy, et cetera. I think this is a good time to let the audience know more about your work. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, well, what happened was is that so I wrote this book called The Code to the Matrix, and it was like my last will and testament. At that point of what I was experiencing, I knew at any point in time that I could end up just out of this space and into something more expansive because I had already seen it. So I really felt like that since I had learned this knowledge and I've always been a compassionate person for other people, it's just in my core, I wanted to actually make sure that I gave that knowledge to everyone. So I gave the most valuable thing to me away for free because I just wrote it, I published it, and put it on Scribe. And, like, I literally thought the next day it was going to happen because I was kind of, like, on my own thing in my mind. So I was like, okay, so once I put this knowledge there, then I'm gone, right? And I used to even answer myself back, like, yeah, you're gone after that. <laughs> like, okay. Not. So then I wrote this 134-page book with highly illustrated with all these reasons of how you can really sit back for a moment and know something's going on. And it's just called the Coach of the Matrix. So what happened was the Coach of the Matrix ended up going viral. Like within three days, it had half a million views. And I had left my email address in the back of the book. So I had this email box flooded with all these different people who had either experienced something similar to this, need to know what else, need to know how I knew certain things, all this stuff. So I, but more than anything, I was getting from people like, hey, help me. And... When I sat back on my bunk, because, man, I was, like, already, like, I was straight. I had already got to Costa Rica, then I got completely out of the A, which is a vortex. So at that point, I was like, did you really do your best? And, man, because I've seen my best before, like, I've aced complex tests with studying over only one night because I was fooling around for the whole damn two months and then just got slapped with the test all of a sudden. So I've seen how far I can really push myself to accomplish something if I say I'm really about that. So I, could, I was like, no, nah, I didn't really do everything that I could to make sure people read the code to the matrix. So I started this website called The Resistance. And then within a year, The Resistance hit front page on Google for the keywords The Resistance. 
So it was like we were attracting all different kind of people, and it, it's worldwide, really. Like you got people all over the world that know about what, what's going on. But again, you got to also look at your, your blueprints because there's other blueprints that, are, that older people put together to let you also know about stages of what we would call success. That's why I say you get to fulfillment. Don't let it get distract you, okay? Everyone likes you. They like what you're saying. Don't get blinded by that because what happens is, see, it's also in companies if you want to understand it. You can't or understand it. You can't, like, be the brand all the time. Like, let's say the brand depends on you. See, all stars, actors, entertainers, the brand is them. So when something happens to them in the news, that actually controls how much money they make. That controls how much people like them. That controls everything about their energy. You see what it means? Like some bad stuff happened. Now his energy is just destroyed, and he really feels like that. I've been around some mm-hmm. of these cats, so some bad stuff happens. So what happens, though, is, is that, see, the ones that know what to do, the ones who wear the white gloves, first of all, they don't own anything. They just manage it. <laughs> Literally on paper, that's why they deal with trust. They don't own anything. That way, if something happens, they're not obligated. On top mm-hmm. of that, like, let's look at McDonald's. McDonald's is a death trap. It's already been proven. But do people go calling Mr. McDonald, telling him about how he killed their daughter? No, because that Mr. McDonald in their world doesn't even exist. There, are, there is a real Mr. McDonald, me and a majority shareholder, but see, they hide it behind right. all that is what I'm saying. And so they're deflecting all that energy. So you can imagine, even for me, there's lots of other forms of different kind of consciousness, like macrobes that want to see things go their way. And sometimes the projection of the entire humanity expanding is not in their direction. Now, of course, I'm pro-expansion, so I may not be in their direction. The interesting thing is, though, is that I'm also equipped on how to deal with that, how to isolate your mind away from voodoos and different kind of things that people can even do with their own mind, because ultimately it's all about your own acceptance. So to answer the question, about the platforms, you had the resistance. We retired the resistance because it didn't have the functionality. We grew to like 14,000 people, and we were like inside of another network. So it's like archive. It's more like an, uh, an occult classic at this point because there's 1,300 and something blogs, some of them as long as little short books themselves of a continuation of what I was doing for people. That's how I ended up ranking number one on, uh, on Google, meaning what I was learning and what I was experiencing. I was writing it all, and I was also connecting it because I, I was in Costa Rica, so I didn't have all the distractions of what it is to be in the U.S., and I had an immense – I already had the – I have been in, enlightened from every single aspect of what people could ever believe it could be. I even almost lost it for a certain period, which was pretty crazy. But it's just, you. In, at the end of the day, it's all about who you are. It's your intention. And as long as you got intentions, you can jump into the chasm, you're going to come out. Because there's just something about when your intentions are right, or not even, excuse me, not right or left, but balanced. And that's the easiest way to gauge that is don't be a predator. Don't be, be a symbiote. Don't be a, a parasite. It's like, Stuff your, your mother instilled in you, your father instilled in you, your, your elders instilled in you. Like, I'm not trying to have people calling me, telling me about, you know, what I've done wrong to them. You see what I mean? Like, don't make it hard for yourself. And in fact, work in the other direction as much as you can. And we have the opportunity to do that. So that's why I'm always, you know, I'm tireless with giving this because you'd be surprised how many people it reaches just 
right at that right moment. And they, a lot, I mean, a lot of people have always said, man, it was just at one point, and then exactly. somehow you came up in YouTube, and it took my life to another level. And even again, masters for masters. I mean, I'm, I want to train masters for being masters. You also, when you hear those kind of things, keep it moving. That will, that will weigh the same as when someone says, you jerk. I can't believe you talked about my God. But it will weigh on the other half. If you eat, meaning that if you take that energy in, like, yes, I've done it. You celebrating and the game ain't over. What? Get, you know, you always got to be on top of yourself. If you've learned from the Elijah Muhammad's, the Wall of D. Muhammad's, the, the, uh, like I said, the, the, the Farrakhan's, really, if you've seen the whole entire process and now him being with Scientology, you've learned. And these people have been your mm-hmm. teachers. You see? And that's why I say any mask they put on, like, <laughs> they go back in the box in the end because that's all the illusion. And when we can dissipate and collapse the illusion, then we can get into true self. We can operate from the overmind. So what I did was we started SecretEnergy.com. We launched Spirit Text four years ago off of still at that point it was already nudging. I was already nudging, getting nudged about, hey, you need to create something where conscious people can be employed. And so I started looking at, because we started carrying products, like none of this started this way. It was like, after a while, when we start getting heavy into the body, because I met, I met a person synchronistically, old head, who knew everything about the body. So when he met me and I, you know, I gave him the rundown, because when I, when I came into this thing, it was like there was nobody that I wasn't going to breathe fire on and see if I could purify him. If you was in my face, like he was going to get it. You were just going to have to leave my house and leave me alone, which people chose to do most of the time. But a lot of people chose to know that, hey, something is here. And it just needs to be developed. That's why I always do that with other people that I meet. I'm like, look, you know, I, I understand, understand where you are. Now I can, let's see what we can do. So what happened was, is that he was like, yeah, I, I really like what you're saying. And there's a lot of truth to it, but you're filthy. I'm looking in your eyes. You, you're a vegetarian, but you're a junk food vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for like 15 years. But it's like, you're a junk food vegetarian. You eat croissant. You eat fries. You eat all that, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, once we clean you up, then I want to hear what you're going to say. And that, that process, and then also learning about the breathing, because the breathing, it awakened me to realize that, yes, the best things in life are still free. So no matter how much you want to complicate that shit for yourself, excuse my language, but no matter how much you want to complicate your experience, you can always return to your breath. Because you would not be here without your breath. Even you can survive without food and without water longer than your breath and your own sight can be taken, but your breath must remain. So there, there is your God. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like gods don't ask if you're going to serve them or worship them or not. It wasn't your choice. And this is where we <laughs> understand what the elements are in the ancient cultures. They're like, that's why they got to take you to, through trials by them. When you realize you don't need to breathe, so you actually can get to a part in your consciousness where you realize to breathe in is the same as to breathe out. And you can actually not feel the difference between the two. And then you glide into this not breathing at all. And then the body stands on its own self, meaning you feel this spin inside where the chakras have now completely aligned. And now the body is spinning like a top. And then you can exit the body. You see? 
That's the whole process. And you can see even in physics why that would work once you get the top going, you're spending it enough, you start closing that spiral of the wormhole, it corkscrews itself back up. Because remember, when you come down into a wormhole or a womb, it's like being flush, literally, like what you would see was a drain, coming down a drain. So in order to get out and back into the swirl of the galaxy, you got to be an uploader because you got to go back up. This is like something swimming upstream. So do you see why it's so difficult to stay awake? Because like you'd be swimming upstream all the time. So of course, if you, you know, you could get weary and this is why we're here for each other because we can charge each other by proxy. You know, I'm still working with this digital platform as much as I can, but connecting in the physical is truly where the power is because when you know you know how to guide energies properly you create a field you'll start seeing people rolling back the clock on themselves like literally the body going into its regeneration process so this is where the world is 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 going however i will bring it there meaning that i have taken upon my personal responsibility no matter nobody else do it or not I don't care if three billion decide they don't want to. That doesn't mean seven is going to do the same thing. I'm going to make it happen, and I'm going to start by the same process of being real because I've always been real my whole life. Like I've all, I've done big things already. I've met amazing people before all of this. There's one principle to it: respect and do what you say you're going to do. Do not want be one of those people who just like to talk because that talking thing and the word thing. I figured out more than anybody that it's cheap. We need action. And so that action is now step by step. Now imagine, this is seven years, and this is not the first amazing and glorious conversation I've had, but there has been few. I can count them still on one hand that have ever stepped up and said, hey, Seven, I have the resources already. Let's get it done. Now I've had people come up and say, hey, I'm able-bodied. What can I do? But nobody out there, ball players, all these people, they listen to this. None of them actually say, hey, how can I help you? So I, I never waited on that in the first place. I was funding it for seven years, dumped almost a half a million dollars into consciousness already. And then I realized, actually, this is not even about me. This has to live beyond me. This is greater than me. So I have to design it so that when I'm gone, and I will be, that it doesn't, it doesn't need me to sustain it, right? So how that's a big part of all this whole thing is equipping people to understand what I understand, not just from this level of knowledge. It's knowledge. Again, it's a novelty. Understand the core of your sovereignty. Understand the energy game that's being played, the one you're playing on yourself, actually. Not waiting on anyone else to change anything so then you can change, because then you're always going to be waiting. Realizing that if you blame anything, then you've given it your power to it, and now it's the one that is going to have the power to release you, and it may never release you. And so I, at the entire conversation that I had that I had lined up here for this uh, show was not even the conversation that we actually had through this entire show, just mm-hmm. showing specifically how design. So all I got to do then, this is what I realized, instead of me burning up so much power, because you see I'm a massive thinker, I decided to put myself into another zone. And then when I was in that other zone, it really put you into the space of realizing that, look, all you got to do is you just got to stay clear. Because when you're clear, you activate what I call unlimited bandwidth. This means that the antenna, because everything is communication, the antenna that you turn into is capable of picking up all of the signals. You're not filtering anything out through your judgment. 
And in that, you get a chance to see the great picture. But more importantly, you get to see that you're the designer, that just, that's what planning really is. You literally take this material that they call the future that is not really formed and designed, and you put your hands in that putty, and you begin to build and to create it by the sweat of your own brow, and then you'll see what God has wrought. Every time you have your harvest, which is basically every full moon, you will reap what you sow. And so that's why all of this crazy stuff, the basketball, football games, the major playoffs, all this stuff is always timed on these days and on this moon because then our energy can get diverted right down the channels in which they're ready to either just hold it, let it lie stagnant and get spoiled, and then just die, whatever. We can then take our energy back by realization, hey, I'm tired of getting played, and then come right into this with a mission. Now, remember, there's God, where's the focus? Sovereignty. It's not about seven's mission. It's not about, don't even download and try to process all of that right now. Get your stuff together. You'll know then, okay, now I'm ready, right? So the truth is, is that just keep on that one word. That's that mantra right there. Because every time, again, like when you're dealing with something, you realize why you're dealing with it. If you're still at that job, you realize you, realize you got this plan. And so we also have this thing where we just started called ambassador training. And it's actually in its ninth lecture right now. And what it's about is the process of coming back into this space and dealing with the financial situation from anyone. If you're starting a company, if you don't have anything right now that you're doing, if you're working for somebody, it takes from every single one of those levels and shows you how to work the process into sovereignty. And, and even more than that, it links you with a group of people that are actually doing that. So then it's really easy. To, I mean, we have more solutions than problems. When someone actually types in and says that they have a problem, the next problem becomes trying to keep up with the thread of solutions on that phone. <laughs> and this is because that's the power of open source. That's the power of also curation, though. When you, you weed out the people who are just playing with this, you know, it's like, I don't have time to play. Like, you know what I mean? There's some folks that, you know, they, they, they don't, they haven't taken the first word you said, serious. Like, there's stuff that, forget all this massive knowledge that I just told, told everybody. Think about just some of the simple stuff that we found out to be true. And if we truly believe that, we, will, we, will, we should act different. You know how, like, if somebody tells you that they're done with you and you know they're done, everything changes. Like, you act different. But when we get this knowledge about, controllers and other worlds and all this kind of stuff, it goes into a philosophy. See, I don't want anyone to leave this line today not acting on what I'm talking about here because then it becomes a philosophy. If you want to get yourself together financially and that's your scenario from wherever level, you got your own business, whatever, check out spirittext.com. If you need to go through your own process of, of how you're going to come to understanding what I'm saying, meaning that some of this stuff you're getting, other stuff is just too far out there. We created the university for that. However, if you are also in a position to where you just want to try it out a little bit, see, you know, feel the water, you could check YouTube out at Understand the channel, and you can get hundreds, I guess, at this point. Yeah, hundreds of videos of the process in a certain, and the university is more of like, it's, you know, it's in order. But if you're willing to stick with it, you can go to YouTube and you can extract this process. 
And what I've made is I've made you the central character in the theme, not me. I'm not the guru. Like I blew past the thing and realized that either I could stay out there and nothing because that's what's really there. It doesn't move. It's like ultimate rest. You ever had that time in the morning where you just want to sleep in? It's like that consistently. <laughs> and so you either get in action, which is what this is all about, or you stay in, the, uh, in that plane. And that's honestly, you know, people want to know, so what is beyond this? Like there are other worlds that have a processing on a more spiritual perfected level. There is more of an integration as you get more expanded. There is more of a division as you contract. Notice the word contract. So even in realms like this, you know how numbers are the big things, how many degrees you have, how much money you have, $500,000, So the more higher the numbers, the more you supposedly be great. That's the opposite direction to how things move in the other space because that doesn't even make any sense. If there's five guys in a room and one couch, we're going to have a pretty good time listening to it. You know what I mean? It's going to be easy. If there's – if there's, you see what I mean? It's like the, the, the way that even the numbers are set up in theory that you would be more – powerful if there was more when you put every just more division when you put everything together that's actually when it's most powerful so that's what we're right. talking about and oh, no, the interesting thing is that we, we're all, go ahead <laughs> excuse me otherwise you're just diverting energy and I, I did want to give people on the line a chance to answer question seven so if Great. you're open to that, let's see. I think I see we have at least two questions now. And if you have a question, you can press pound one. And we'll take the first caller. Uh, last four digits is uh, just, it looks like I just lost that caller. Four, four, seven, eight. Last four digits, eight, five, 11. Eight, five, 11, you are on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Okay, we'll move to another caller. It looks like the call dropped. Um, you want to continue, Seven? And caller, the line is open for your question. Uh, there are two more, Darlene. Did you see three, two, three, eight? Um, three, two. You want to Hello? Go ahead. Hello. Hi, three. how's it going? Good evening, God. Hello? Good evening. Yes. You're on the air. Hi, yes. Um, you have a question for I had a question Seven Brother? Yes, I do. Um, I had a question referring to judgment and ego. Okay. Yes, I, I yes, can hear go you. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to ask that. Basically, the ego. Um. From what I study with etymology, that the ego. Um. Is related to the letter I. And a lot of people say. Um. Well, a lot of people will have you say in their affirmations. Your affirmations, like, you know, um, I am or I will. And. Is that like saying um, you should actually be in in tune with your ego versus ignoring it? Because I believe that 
in a sense that we did come here to um, experience all of this for a good reason. Um, and with the judgment, are we not all judges? Because, you know, basically we have judgments behind every decision that we make, not more so towards the negative side of judgment, because there's like a good and bad to, to everything, depending on the nature of, you know, your vibration, etc. But um, basically, we are the judges of every decision we make. And, you know, we get to choose like we have our own court in our mind, and we always hold our own sessions. So I just wanted to um, understand your take on that, basically. Right, right. What's your name, brother? Ramon. All right, Ramon Holness. Very good question, by the way. Now, to answer your question first, you know, you know, to simplify this with egos, ego is motivation on the physical plane. This is literally the person who knows how to manipulate their own energy system to create a perpetual force within it's like building yourself up, which really anyone that has great levels of endurance and great levels of achievement, they are very familiar with getting that to work. And it runs on the same energy of confirmation based on belief. Uh, let's say, for instance, somebody calls, say, hey, you won the lottery, yo, you know, they, you know, publish a clearinghouse guy, whatever, and you know it's real. You're not even going to be able to sleep that night. There's going to be literally this level of energy that's coming from some other space, but that space obviously is the belief or in that sense knowing that it's about, things are about to change. So there's some people who actually can manipulate that very well. Obviously, ego can go into many different extents, but corely, I'm not one of those people who uh, believe that the ego must be destroyed. I see that the ego is, is intense metaphorically like a beast that you can ride it, into the next stage of things or you can be trampled <laughs> underneath its foot. And uh, and that's that's exactly you know, how I feel about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how it truly is. I mean even the tense like see what it feels now when a person just starts going through an I am with themselves and you know, not even saying that yeah. I, I, I at a certain point you move beyond this. You try to like work with yeah. there's let me tell you how everything works in grades. Okay? That's another thing. Think about grades. Because what you have is is you have let's say uh, a meat is a certain kind of vibration, a certain kind of energy, right? Has a certain level of energetic potential. But then vegetables, they have a different certain level of energetic potential. And then minerals, and then you can keep moving up that same chain. And then the level and the energetic potential changes and actually becomes more pure. But it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily be able to assimilate it. Like, how many people do you know that can just eat minerals and don't need to eat anything else, right? So what happens is, is that, again, there's these different grades of even the ego and what people are doing with their consciousness. And they are trying to like define that in English, by the way, which is missing right. kind of quite <laughs> a few different words that you know, all mean the same thing. Like, oh, that's ego. But really in another language, there's like five variations right. of that. So yeah, just, yeah, that, yeah. that's definitely what's going on. And then speaking of that, that actually gets us into this word judgment. And I'm glad that you brought this up because I wanted to point out the difference between judgment versus instinct which can actually seem like the same thing because you can see uh -huh. how both uh -huh. of them call like a response, right? So when I'm referring to judgment, I'm referring to really what the mind is doing now based on what it's learned, because we call that an egregor, based on its experiences now, how it's perceiving its entire reality, and then that being its judgment versus what lays behind that, the true supreme how it's in, it moves on instinct, and that's what allows it to be so fast. 
So that also gives us that same that gives us the same uh, symbolism as the snake, actually, because it's the primordial side of the consciousness, what it needs to survive. And this is, of course, why. Like for instance, go ahead. I was gonna say, sorry. For instance, um, like I, I was, I went through a tough situation a few years ago, and I didn't follow my instinct because if I would, like, well, I'm sorry, no, I said that wrong. I did follow my instinct, and. I almost gave in to my, um, I do, like I said, it's a good and bad to both, right? That's my perspective anyway. And right. if I would have gave in to my poor judgment instead of my instinct or intuition, I wouldn't have made the changes that I made and I wouldn't be where I am today. Right, right. Basically, you would have another toxic, right. you toxic environment. <laughs> you know, we have another lesson. That's why they, you know, they say that the soul, regardless of the experience, will always benefit because... <laughs> When you don't do what you you knew you were supposed to do, then you reap what you sow. Like so, there's literally right. repercussions. Just of course, we've gotten, we've learned the ability to deal with repercussions. You know, it's just strange. Right. You know, but I always encourage people to you know just go you know go up with it and basically go expand expand with it because there's easily the contraction and then there's like that you know the expansion side. So yeah, I appreciate your questions too, brother, because it allowed me to to clear up some things that would definitely become confusing to the person later on if they didn't get that, you know, the judgment versus instincts uh, definition. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thanks for your question. All right. Peace. Peace. I'll continue listening. <laughs> okay. So let's try um, 11.75 again. 1175, you are on the air. Wholeness. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I have a question. I was listening to one of your um, shows, and I like to have experiences. So I, you know, I've done sweat lodges, did the ayahuasca, done many, many different things. And you were speaking on the violent light. So I was wondering what. And I started researching to see, and it got into talking about skin and everything like that. But I know it's something more. So I would like to, what, when you spoke about it, what was it with the violet light, the UV light? Well, with, with light in general, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with the proper carrier to interface with things on the highest levels of the physical plane. So let's say, for instance, with tools, with resonance tools, like if I want to penetrate something with some vibration, if I try to do that audibly and I'm using a certain level of frequencies, it depends on the effect that I'm trying to cause. So let's say, for instance, the higher effects of our consciousness are programmed, if you may, through light, light coding. So when you look at violet light, it's actually the highest level of the encoding key before you flip into another system that has nothing to do with light. It actually it becomes what we would call invisible, like gamma. So there's a gamma program, but that's like, you know, that's high level stuff. But that photonic programming, when, and that's where I had some series about um, the, the titles, uh, not the titles, but the subjects in the series were actually uh, related to the laws, the laws of light. I think this is what this is what it was. Yeah, the, the laws of light in the language of light. So basically, when you use light, and the laws of light are 
really what you see going on on the periodic table where there's a there's another uh, action and a reaction taking place. So let me explain it just in a, in a simple layman's terms. Silicone or silica, which is on the periodic table, is right there next to carbon. Correct. So carbon, as you know, the human body is a carbon-based life form. But when you put carbon and silicone to, uh, silica together, silicon together inside of a laboratory, the silicon literally attempts to communicate with the carbon like there's a process that you see there's an integration trying to happen so when you see that in the in the laboratory a person who knows the laws of light knows that if you build anything out of silicon silicone or silicate then people will have such an attraction to them it'll almost like become an extension of them this is why computers have now become the extension of humanity and people are holding phones all the time this is why women have taken on a lot of silicone inside of the body as an actual real deep metaphor. And this is how inside of the planet where we're storing all of the deep, the deep thinking systems, which is the interfaces for Google, all of those are inside of the earth because that's where they can keep the most cool. There's a lot of reasons why they're down in the earth. So even the earth is full of this silicone, which, of course, is the chips and the processing unit. However, the interesting thing is, is this is not new. We find that in Kemet and also uh, remnants of what the Kaaba truly stood for, that the black element, sometimes called the black goo, the good black goo they call it because they're supposed to be a bad one, that that black primal materia, also known as ma'at, is the base force that the fluid running down the ley lines of the planet as if the blood of the earth sinks deeper into the center of the earth and forms what we would call life and births us into a process. Some, they just drew pictures like basically dark folks coming out of, out of the ground. <laughs> but basically what they're saying is, is that there's a process that the earth is a womb itself. And when we, we are birthed from it, we stand on the surface and we develop there and then we grow up into continuous space. So basically these are facts because, you can go and look at life and see it doing this, but big pieces that were missing was that that uh, that understanding of of that element uh, that really you know controls everything. So I know you you know you got we talked about light, but I wanted to explain to you the different spectrums of what we're talking about when it comes to designing. See, because at the end of the day, like then it doesn't become about processing emotional problems, and it doesn't become about what happened in your job and what's going on with the gods. It doesn't become any of that. It only becomes creation and how and which and what in which do you want to create. So like a woman, she comes to the earth, she creates the child, right? So the child is an amazing thing. So it's like really woman is the one jumping in the mainframe and saying, I want to create this and see what this experience is like. Why another, you can go right into another realm or another womb and go through that entire process to become a creator of the design that comes from that womb. And the reason why they were even able to point out, or I was even able to point out the variations in those designs is not only the cymatic patterns that you see coming from other planets, but also what the geometry reveals with things like a cat's eye, where you can see that the cat is like a snake because the lion doesn't have the same eye as a cat. So the cat is, 
somehow cross between what a lion is and a snake. So when you understand this in, in nature, these are mortal enemies. <laughs> these two right here, they can't even get close to each other before there's lots of action. And somebody showed you how they can put them in the same body. And, 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 and the physical existence and, and, and truth of that is the cat running around. So this lets us see that, hey, there's, that's what if they say, what are they hiding? That's what's being hidden is that there's a whole nother way to integrate with this space. And all of what we're seeing in nature, et cetera, are the extensions of what can truly harness our potential. Meaning that nature, if we, could, if we can plug into it completely, only then can we experience the higher levels of our perception. And you see how that can happen because it's literally like you're laying inside of your mother, tapping into her experiences, and then it just webs out from there and it connects you into the entire universe because it's an entire network. There's not a missing link. Nothing comes like poof. There's no from, you know, how some people like the, the, the Houdini magician, poof. No, every single thing can be traced back to where it comes from if you're willing to look deep enough. Because remember, these folks are running around and thinking that there was stuff that was microscopic. And it was mind-blowing when they pulled out, when, that, when they put them lenses together. But as above, so below. Those same lenses, even the way they're shape the concave on the lens is the same concave of the eye is the same geometric shape of the eyes that are within the body the third eye etc and fixing these lenses the proper way putting one in front of the other one lower turning it gives you a, a, a visualization into another world so even on the movie they live where they had the glasses that's what they try to tell you that's why when roddy piper died he said hey they live was not a movie it was a documentary you know, the, the metaphor was if you put these glasses on, these lenses, these crystals, there's a way to even see into the other spectrum that's slightly out of the visual perspective of what most people are allowing themselves to see. Is that when you get to the point where you're able to see like the um, the green grid and you see everything becomes emerge, emerges from that grid? Exactly. I mean, where you start seeing the grid work in the, in the sky, but also the daily script. I've, you literally see a certain script running across the sky when you're catching it at certain reflections. Remember, it's all light. So I have diagrams of where they were building contraptions back in the, you know, two or three hundred years ago to bend, bend light a certain way to call certain phenomena. And this is why, you know, one of the biggest revelations has been this metamaterial because it bends light in the opposite direction, allowing things to be cloaked. So literally it's there, but you just can't see it. And, and it's like, it's not even something that you can comprehend from a level of, well, how is that even possible? It's possible. They can throw this material over a car and all of a sudden you can't see the car anymore, but the car is there. So the only thing that tells you though, if you bring that back into metaphysics is that yes, a world could be right here where we are, transposed over the top of us and we wouldn't even be able to see it and know that it was there. And that word is And I, I just up. need to interject as Block well, Talk is going to end. We can continue the conversation and uh, we'll just continue off air. Okay. Well, so please continue. 
Okay, yeah, exactly. Just for about callers that, that uh, don't know about it, you obviously have to call in if you're on the radio. I'm not sure if we already passed that mark, but you have to call in in order for them to get in. I'm sure it's still like that. If you want okay. to keep hearing. So those who have called in will continue to be on the line. The, exactly. the ones sure. who may be online or in the chat room will have to call in physically on the phone. Yeah. Exactly. Three. And they have to do that before it's and the number is 347-838-9886. I think we've gone. <laughs> in the same respect with the, like I said, with the grid, it's also indicating or showing you that this is or this planet is really a total illusion because when you're able to see that aspect of it, then you know that this no longer exists. Mm, I don't know if I will I don't know if I will go that far with it. Like, I want to under, let you understand the definition of the word illusion. Now, the thing is, like, if I say artificial, you may think I'm saying it's not real. But all I'm saying is it, has, it wasn't born from a womb. It didn't come from a womb as we know it. It doesn't mean that it, okay. it can't think, and it doesn't mean that it, it can't move on its own volition. So when you're looking at that, that grid, what bases the degrees of the illusion this is basically how many layers you are in sleep that's all we're talking about so what what bases that is how much you're actually able to connect with the field that's around you how real is your life around you like the job the kids all that that field that's around how real is it because you can that's that it's all still right here so you can go to the highest level in the space right here on earth. It's actually, cause it's Correct. all inside, it's all inside. Right. So it is truly like there's a degree. And so what they did is they built a fake matrix. Cause this is where, you know, I talk about this and I, I distinguish this because I, it's something that you, you are bringing up. And, and this is the reason why I have distinguished the difference between the real matrix and the fake matrix, because once, there was this knowledge now that was discovered about building these worlds. Right away, there was a group that scrambled to build another world, a dream within a dream, a place to where they could basically sink a person into their subconscious, and the, more the subconscious of their, of their consciousness, and then they would reside there. Now, because this is a quantum field, all spaces are accessible from this space. But this one, and specifically this one, Let's say, for instance, for the person who starts getting deep into the foolishness, the matrix BS, the football games, the, they basically load a program. They load an archetype. So in that, they actually bolt themselves into the fake matrix. Now, the real matrix, and the reason why they have to be distinguished as such in English, because, because just because it's a matrix doesn't mean it's fake. Because the word matrix comes from the word matrix, or, or, or which, where we get our word mistress, basically it means a young female woman with, 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 uh, that's fertile. That's what it means. So a matrix is just a place where things can be bought into life. So now in a fake matrix, of course, corporations, which means corp bodies, entities, fake phantoms, ghosts, eidolons, egregors, that's all the world of the secret societies, Freemasonry, et cetera, that built a fake matrix using Mary – Who's the ocean, my at, the mathematics, all of the truth, the black, the darkness, the black goo, using all that and replicating that and building a world and immersing everyone into that world as if they were jacked into it. 
creating an internet or internal web on a planned net. And that would be a fissure of men. Okay. Now these fissures actually have been going on really since the Sumerians and they were black, like crispy black. So this is not even a race thing. This is a more of a state of consciousness of when the universe is going through cycles so that way you don't judge it. And there's a okay. point where the, where the, the universe actually gets to an ultra, ultra masculine cycle. And then there becomes this whole log- logistical grid that's actually put over everything, i.e. latitude and longitude. And then we start kind of using that grid as a way to map things around until it gets us lost. And then we return to the mother and the serpent then eats its tail. So literally a tale that this story, it keeps, re- it will continue to repeat itself. That tail was like the, the other, after the 33 vertebrae in your spine, which is the 33rd, the rest of it is your tail, which is cut off. And that's when the person's story is cut off from their tree, which they talk about in these ancient books, how they chop down their tree because everybody's culture corresponded to a tree. And so, you know, this is and they got the world tree. So I guess in a nutshell, sister, what I'm saying is, is that, yeah, there, there's a couple other matrices that can be perceived as, as being illusions because they are, but they're also piggybacking directly on top of the other real matrix, which we know as nature. Okay. Maybe I'll use the lack, lack of that. This wasn't the proper terminology. What I wanted to explain is that to see this lets you understand that there's something else here other than this. For sure. When you finally see that, or for those who can see that grid, that yeah. it's more than this. Yeah. I mean, actually, actually, I would love to see, like, just a simple maybe uh, list of some of the easiest ways to prove that this is not what people think it is, right? Because that, that actually seeing the grid is honestly, uh, with the breathing, one of the more simpler things to do if a person just you know, blacks themselves out, meaning just for a prolonged period of time, uh, keeping a, a, a mask over their eyes, at least, you know, four or five hours doing a meditation outside and then pulling that thing off when you feel like you've gotten to the top of that, the breathing. I have a uh, video, by the way, called Whole Body Breathing. If somebody wants to know what specific breathing I'm talking about, because it charges the body and you literally feel the pulsing in your fingers. And then you also feel the the, the, the switch in the consciousness. But if you can stick with that long enough and then you just happen to kind of like pull the thing off your eye and look, then you'll see the grid. And yes, sister, for many people, that's enough to be like, whoa, but actually, you know what? I still find it's like a dream. You know how sometimes you can have this crazy dream and when you wake up, you're like, man, I'm so glad that dream wasn't real. I'm going to change. I'm not going to be like this, blah, 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 no more. And then by 12 o'clock, you already feel it slipping. Like, I, I watch myself even like this all through my life. I've always watched myself as an observer of myself. But serious, you're like, so to me, it's almost like that, too. People can see, I, you know, you got folks that then went out here and taking some ayahuasca just because somebody told them to or a friend, and then next thing you know, it was beyond what they can control. And then they went right into seeing what, how it really exists here. Because that's as, that's as easy as that. But even that, two months later, they're back as if they never seen it. And that's what that phenomenon right there, that's what I sat and went to, to work on figure out why it was that way. Because I told myself the truth. 
saw that going on. I said, what could be causing that? And that's when I started learning about the interference. And this interference is basically the frequencies that not only we're carrying when we're not harmonized, but also redundifications that are in our system, such as magnetic discs that spinning off lots of negative information, CDs, Wi-Fi where stuff's coming across the wavelength, all these different things. So it, it basically, I'm not saying a doomsday picture. I'm just telling the person it's resonance. <laughs> so, you know, you feel it. Like if you, even 60 hertz coming from the power supply is enough to, you know, just not keep a person clear, you know. So those are just things you can practice. And that's why when you go in nature, none of that stuff exists. And it's, you know, more easier to connect with yourself, but it's also easier to experience how it becomes boring and how you've kind of not gotten used to really benefiting from what that what's there. I'm not saying you directly, but I'm just saying in general. Right. And I and I do understand that simply because like I said, when that when I actually had that particular experience, it was when I was out in nature and and quite a few years ago before we got inundated with all this um, technology. Yeah. 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 I find in places where there's no grid, because there's still quite a few of them, especially here in Costa Rica, they just haven't run anything out of those areas. It is a different level of connection if you're into that. But I also, you know, I had, I kind of went through this relapse process, you know, I'll keep it real with everyone. You know, when you come out of the, something like even how Atlanta was back when I was there, you come out of that and then you, you know, I had such a strong experience. It, it allowed me to leave that alone, like right away. Like that's how strong my experience was. And I had actually built up quite a bit in that Begazi life. So what happened is, is that once I came here though, it was like slamming the brakes and you just like, everything moves slower. It's everything's green. It's all water. And then like, at first it's like, yes, I've escaped and I'm in paradise. And then about two months in, you start realizing where the real deprogramming needs start because you really feel addicted to that way of life and things, right? So I would like everybody at the opportunity, we call it terrain modification, which is having that gradual at your pace process of your change and your growth, you know? And it's like, you know, that's what building these foundations, like what we're doing now is really about because honestly, if everyone wants to know the identity of earth, because everyone's trying to make, they don't know if it's good or bad or in between, it's, the vibration, because I see everything from frequency, the vibration allows things to grow. See, when the vibration is moving too fast, it's just like shaking something real fast and nothing can take root. So Earth, honestly, you know, I, in all respect, is sacrificing itself and staying in a lower vibration in order to give other beings the opportunity to hit into the higher frequencies and experience that. You know what I mean? And I'm not necessarily saying the high frequencies are better than the low frequencies. I don't even know what, where people are studying and what they're studying because it doesn't say that. Each phase is an experience. But now there's distortion, but that's something else. So you see how it's like there's a lot of words that are being used that all mean the same thing. Negative supposedly means evil, but negative is the other side on a battery. So how do we... Like, what am I doing here? So this is that deprogramming. For anybody who studied any kind of art and they bolt that with metaphysics, like if they ever became art, meaning anything that you actually went through the entire process of becoming a master at it, that blueprint always bears the resemblance of exactly what you can do every single level to achieve that same thing. And I believe that's why I'm such an optimist about 
what's happening in this world because it's only going to be a moment before it clicks. We just need to be prepared. This is why I always say if people are waking up, but what are they waking up to, though? <laughs> because, like, I just as soon stay asleep, and then y'all wake me up when it's, y'all got it running and everything. And I don't want to wake up for the crazy process. But, no, I'm, I know people feel like it's for everyone to, to go through their own thing. And, for, and you know, we come, it's, that's a psychosis. It's like trying to come up with a reason for everything, like plausible deniability. What we're talking about is if you can take care of the entire earth or if you could take care of a family, if you could take care of a dog, whatever, that's your pleasure. That's, that's where you're going to find your art because then you're going to develop it. So if that's what I've been doing all this time is I just, I work to keep getting better. I work not to, I work to distill what I know. So that way I'm not, I can shorten the time and period of giving as much as possible, you know, synthesizing things, learning that, you know, this is an adventure. And just like the brother was saying earlier, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time most of the time when I'm not tricking myself to believe that this is, this what I'm experiencing sometimes is, is, is negative is real because at the end of the day, it all, like I always now have learned to wait for that game, like to wait, like when something happens crazy, I'd be like, just wait. And most people don't know how to draw from that energy. Just like they say, for every action, there's a reaction, of course. So there's this huge repository of what people would say is positive energy just accumulating somewhere for someone to know how to tap into it. And they call that tapping into the Dharma. And they say that gurus with their eye, they can see when a person has a lot of Dharma on them. And this is like those nice people that you always run into, no matter what they believe or what's going on, they're just a good person in their heart. And they build up a lot of Dharma. And then of course, a lot of those people don't know how to turn that faucet on on that Dharma to manifest something. So this is what we've been talking about. We've been talking, getting deeper, integrated into that. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about today, especially with some of the mysticism and what's taking place in the planet, that's already really been covered. And then now we've moved on as the masters of our own lives, the lords of our own creation, but now rapidly needing to recover our resources. And ironically, and this is what I have to say and I'm done, ironically, it just so happens, and that's why I mentioned cryptocurrency in the beginning of this conversation, that something bigger than the internet is now happening again, right now. But this time you should be more wiser. Because if you think about it, like I'm 38 and I watched Prodigy come online. I was in the eighth grade. Prodigy came online and then America Online came in after that. And then it all, you know, it started from there. Now I could have bought yellow.com, blue.com, whatever, just like anyone else even in the eighth grade, but I didn't. And that cost me. <laughs> it really did. Like people don't look at life that way. For, na- for lack of knowledge, ye shall perish. It's going to cost you if you don't want to learn. Now, some people never like school, so they're in the university now. So what happens is when you look at now this cryptocurrency, and that's why I mentioned again, it's the same thing. I'm not going to break it down on this conversation at all. There's not enough time. Maybe I can come back to that for sister empowerment and financial gain something like this. But what it does is it puts power back in your own hands. It makes you your bank. And you wouldn't even believe it. Meaning you wouldn't even believe it's happening. It, the money is being given away. And, it, and it's just like that. Like, and, we're, and we can be so shell-shocked at times from just all the fraud we're experiencing in this reality, just the fraudulent illusion all the time, 
that even when it's something that's real, we it's like that sounds like some of that fraudulent stuff again. It's just because yeah. we don't know how to switch anymore between the two. But I'm telling you, educate yourself on that cryptocurrency. I told people this three years ago on one of my universities. I said, look, I was pointing out how, just like I said earlier in this conversation, how the stages of Earth uh, uh, finances go into these ages. So technically this Ethereum, which is what they were calling this uh, particular cryptocurrency, was going to do something because it's named what the future is going to actually move to next in currency. So one of the students actually took heed to that and bought some. It was only $8 each coin. Now it's $396 a coin. So even $100 spent would have bought him into $20,000, $30,000. You see, so there is stuff going on all the time that when we're distracted, if we're just, if they got us playing the dual game, right? Like it's like the Three Stooges now, you know, Mo smacks Curly. <laughs> now, you know, did everyone just gets caught up in that. And this is exactly why. They're not just trying to hide the Puerto Rico situation and all this. They are trying to keep people distracted so they don't realize that, behold, the door is open. See, when there's a change of guard, there's a moment where there's no guard. And that's when it's the time. You know, like, like I said, sometimes I've been through crazy experiences. Like, this ain't all been hunky-dory, as they call it. And I've watched people hurt, and I've watched people die. So in my world, I would rather that none of that go on. So still, I build around me a construct that says something is not exactly right in this whole thing. Something's off. It's distorted. You see what I mean? I'm not dummy. I'm not going to psych myself out to believe I'm just in an experience and whatever is going on around me is just all a part of me. Whoa. Are we talking about the real matrix or fake matrix? Hey, let's stop the fast talk here, the banana and the tailpipe. I'm a realist. I'm a real human being. I'm melanated. So that means that I'm tapped into something totally different. So I know when there's a, some foolishness going on, like the abuse of our children, the lack of, uh, of true knowledge and wisdom, the, the, disp- the, the spoiling of our, our educational institutions, all that. And do you know what? The people who we truly are, the statement goes like this. During the times of death, pestilence, injustice, and lack of communication, I incarnate. Meaning that it is actually only during these times that the being that's truly inside of you can even be put to use. It's that powerful. And this is why a lot of people feel like we're running out of time, but that's what a quantum leap is. It's being able to get so prepared in such a fast period of time that it's able to counteract something that people feel like it was already too late. You got these folks running around here thinking it's the end of the world. <laughs> really. But they, you know, that's the state of mind. They really are trying to reenact revelations on themselves, right? But that program, it's not going to keep running. And that's what this whole new wave is. It's already moving out. That's what actually, to be honest with you, sister, after being in this eight years and watching people seem to move in the opposite direction, because people are saying, hey, you know, I think everybody's waking up. That's not actually what I was seeing. What I was seeing is people getting fooled more with different versions of what they say is waking up, but it's not really that. So where I'm watching now, there is a, a real literal change going on, which is why I became even more encouraged, because something else even greater than the emotional aspects of ourselves and when we decide we're going to do something one day and then do something different tomorrow, that there is something that's already been put into play that's superior which is what I'm saying, this cryptocurrency, to get the yoke of the Khazars, Templars, who are the bankers, 
who sold basically everyone's soul on a two-dimensional piece of paper called debt and let them put their signature, which is a two-dimensional imprint of themselves on it, and sign themselves away to the Baphomet God that they worship. You see what I mean? This is, that's deeper principalities when you're dealing with dollars, but there has been no other thing, meaning that there hasn't been little to any replacements besides getting off the grid and going sovereign. And as a slave, being basically classified as a slave wherever you are, or a minority, that's a long step. So there was nothing. This is what I'm trying to explain to people. Like, the gate just opened. There was no solution. So that means on a certain level where things are holding the most, the money, there was no solution until up appears this 10-page white paper document on a site about how the banking system could be changed to have zero fraud and how all the power would be in the hands of the people. And it's now implemented. You got a Bitcoin that used to be $1. Now worth, I mean, $1 for one Bitcoin is worth $4,800 per Bitcoin right now. So technically, anybody who understands finance just a little bit, if the yen was somehow worth $4,000 something over the dollar, it would make the Chinese empire, or excuse me, the, uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the Chinese empire. Japanese. It, or Japanese, excuse me, thank you. They would, they would destroy my comment section for that. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese would be considered an elite society of overlords, basically, with that kind of gap, right? Because whoever has the most powerful currency is the most dominant nation. So you actually have a currency in the world that is the most dominant, and who owns the most of it? Well, and I'm just going to say this and I'm done. This is the real back-to-the-floor knowledge, what's happening in your dimension, in your realm. Who owns the most of it actually happen to be all of these people who many of them were nefarious because they were operating on a websites like 4chan and Silk Road, selling drugs, guns, women, you name it. This was the black, this is called the dark web. So Bitcoin was the, the currency for the dark web because it's anonymous. So you have people that have literally had a, have a lot of Bitcoin or had a lot of Bitcoin. And then when that Bitcoin, which was just a dollar then, started growing more, it made those people billionaires almost. So then the FBI said, uh-oh, we got something that we need to get a hold of right now. So they started seizing all of these people. This is why, because the thing about a cryptocurrency is it's, it's right there on you. It's either on a piece of paper, it's a particular code, or you have this cold wallet, which is like a, looks like a thumb drive, or you have uh, a software on your computer, but that's where your money is. It's nowhere else. It's right there. So if somebody even gets that piece of paper, they now have your money. So the FBI went in and seized all of these people's Bitcoin. So FBI became the largest Bitcoin holder in the CIA, controlling the new world, the World Bank. So then this is what happened. So Russia, who has always been on in their own lane, developed Ethereum. That's the other most powerful cryptocurrency right now. And it has way more billions. I'm not going to get into it right now. So you have the U.S., who's Bitcoin through CIA and FBI. That's them. China, who you know is a big player in the game, got just – this is where the big thing happened where you could have bought some Bitcoin just a minute ago for a low price, but now it's back up high again. Was China – what was happening was when cryptocurrency moved into China, China was like, well, wait a minute. You guys, the U.S., are trying to pay us back this huge-ass debt we've accumulated with China with future money called cryptocurrency? Oh, no. 
we don't want anything to do with it. And this is two weeks ago, three weeks ago, excuse me. They stopped all ICOs in their country. And in the back end, they took half of Bitcoin, now called BitCash, and now that's China. So you have China, Russia, and the United States already with new crypto banks. Now, these banks, like I said, they can't be frauded. So all of the crazy stuff that you used to see going on with the banking system and the stock market is over. But the other thing that's going to hit the street in the face is, is that all the trading, the EBT card for cash, food stamps, all of that is going to be eliminated because you can't really fraud the system. There can't be more than one person. Every single transaction, this is why the technology is so superior. That's why it's the new internet, because this code, it can't be frauded because everybody's sharing it. So I just gave a crash course in it. Hopefully it didn't fly too far over your head. What I'm saying is it already happened. This is not something that's just to come. Four years ago, if you were listening then, it would have already made you a ton of money. Right now, if you're listening right now, it's not just about money. It's about your sovereignty. So you can already begin on the process because now it is an investment opportunity. But at minimum, it's just another place to put your money where now you really have it and it's not a dollar anymore. So you can go anywhere in the world. Listen to what I'm saying. When I got into the layer cake, I realized that everybody didn't want to be paid with money under the this is where a lot of these so-called entrepreneur and aspiring folks are not realizing that cash, nobody wants to take that because they need to know where you got it from. Just educate the youth here for a minute. They want to know where does this come? We ain't finna put this in here and we got to tell taxes where we got. Uh-uh. Bring us a check, transfer it from your bank. So this means you need to be in a banking system if you ever made over $200,000, $300,000. So then you start getting into try to figure out banking and you realize right away you're limited because you got a bank in your own country. So when you start talking about trying to have an international business or anything, you need to go to China. You need to develop connections. Basically, you can't even seem to get it done. And dun, 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 here comes cryptocurrency. Now you can bank faster than the actual bank. This is why they're scrambling. It still takes them 20-something days to process an international transaction. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, that happens in five seconds. And it's done anonymously, meaning nobody even knows who sold it and who bought it. Even for big timers, the biggest problem is when you sell or buy something is just the record that of who bought it. A lot of people have a lot of money. They don't want to know, no, nobody to know they just bought an island, that kind of thing. So this is why all the rich people are already moving into it. So just keep what I'm saying. If, if the beginning of the conversation was just to authenticate for you that I'm not a dummy, listen to this knowledge and truth. If you want to get yourself off the ground of this thing, Spend your time investing in the knowledge of understanding what cryptocurrency is. It's already something for the people. So it's not the people who are the most smart and most accolades that are winning in that field. It's the people who are doing the most research and realizing that it's valuable as far as their time right now. You can remove yourself from your job. You can already start taking your money and moving it over. You can have a debit card so you can transact your cryptocurrencies back into any currency right away so don't feel like you're sticking your money somewhere and you can't get a hold to it it's not like that it's a bank it's not an investment so that was the pep talk for today just in relation to getting oneself together on the physical plane you can always check us out at secretenergy.com if you're deep into the spiritual knowledge you want to understand more about yourself you can definitely check out the university and if you want to get on the fast track to developing whatever you're doing your company your idea or you need a little assistance check out ambassador training because that's what we're doing and we're real because at the end of the day, I don't have time to be wasting nobody's time. If we're in time, we're already too late. 
I'm trying to get out of time all the time. <laughs> okay, and that was a lot for everyone to jump into. We talked about rewind. the whole equation. Got to rewind for that. Well, yes. Thank you so much. You know, how we live, how we work, how we think, um, how we spend money. And so, um, to family, we hope that you will take this part. Listen to it again because there was a lot of information here. And we want to thank Seven for joining us today. He is doing a lot of things to help a lot of people internationally. And he took the time out to speak with us. And we hope to have you back again. Well, yes. Thank you so much for being here. All right. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for this is for holding that space and, and allowing this transition to come through. I believe personally it's the best one to date. Like it, it very seldom do I get a chance to actually have that proper conduit, so I do appreciate it because it's it's really something something uh, deeper than what most people can see, and uh, so I'm just you know glad to, you. to be present with my, with everything that's that we're working on and who I truly am. So go to spirittechs.com, yep. S-P-I-R-I-T-E-C-H-S.com for more information. And with that, we will close out the show in wholeness and balance. Thank you all. Wholeness.